And we are live, WrestlePurist Podcast, Dynamite Review, hosted by myself, Charlie, Big A.O. First was first, please like, subscribe, send Super Chats, any questions, any takes that you want to get into us, get them in, always appreciated, turn on the post notification so you're always aware when we are going live. Uh, hope everyone's doing good, starting with my fellow co-host, Charlie, 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 how are we doing today? Doing good, doing good. It's been okay. a busy week, been a, it's been a yes. weird week, just adjusting to living back at home full time, that sort of fun stuff, job hunting, so much fun, but no, it's been a pre- it's been pretty good, enjoyed Dynamite last night, the watch along was a lot of fun, and we go again to talk some new stuff, because there's been yeah. a lot come out in like the last 24 hours. So. Yeah, there's been quite a few big news things, of course, the huge news of Jay Cargill's um, contract situation, her... It seems like she may be on her way to WWE. Of course, we're going to get into that, though. We are going to get into that. Uh, a few other things as well. Uh, Ayo, big Ayo. How's it going? I feel like shit. Oh, man. It's like, <laughs> like 90 fucking minutes, bro. Just work. How long did I just... What time is it? I left the, I left, I left the office at like 6, my nigga. So I worked 9 to 6, bro. Fucking sped home to make the town... Cause that's what I fucking do. I make towns. Over the game. Baby, I make fucking towns. But, Cody Rhodes. You know, my Eagles, my Eagles, my Eagles, uh, they kick off in an hour. I'm excited to see that. You know, um, Jade. Jade hurt me. She hurt me last night. And we gonna, we gonna get into that. But yeah. it is what it is. And it ain't what it ain't. You know, she don't owe me anything. Just cause I put my blood, sweat, and tears into a mixtape for her. And then, oh, you did. You and, then, did. And, then, and then Monty, and then Monty, and then Monty, she asked me, she asked me, and this is a shoot, I'm not joking, she asked me for an edited version so she could show her daughter, and I didn't have, I didn't have the clips anymore, bro, I deleted them off my fucking camera roll. So what you're saying is it's your fault so she's going to WWE. In. I had to go back in and re-edit the shit, so to oh. make it a clean version for Jade. So she could show her kid, you feel me? So I'm, I'm doing all this. I'm going above and beyond, and she can't just have the common courtesy to make life changing decisions based on the win of King Ao. Like, are y'all seeing what the fuck's really going on here? Shocking! It really is just lack of professionalism. Yeah, like, you know. <laughs> Oh, man, you've been going through it, Ayo. You know, lack of sleep. You're losing your favorite wrestlers and your favorite company. It's so crazy, it's, pretty, bro. it's crazy, bro. It's took, real. Why can't they take people I don't like? Ricky Starks is right They there. just did. What's <laughs> up? CM Punk got fired, like, last week. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I mean, WWE, <laughs> take these people, bro. Give me Cody and Jade back. And you guys can have, you can have CM Punk, bro. You can have Punk versus Austin at Mania. Have a fucking blast. Just give me Cody and Jade back. <laughs> no, they can keep Give me Cody and Jade back. I'll give you the entire House of Black. Dan House. <laughs> Ricky Starks. You feel me? Uh, I'll give you I'll give you DMD and Thunder Rosa. You guys can split you guys can figure out how to split them up on brands yourselves. You feel me? What else? Are you? I'll, I'll, throw, I'll throw them a nice little tag team. Y'all like the Hardy Boys? Have them. <laughs> Have them. Just give me Cody and Jade back. 
Oh, you know where you're scrambling when FTR didn't get a fucking trailer. Yeah, he's, look, he's look, all over the place I, today. Look, look, I know we're doing we're doing bits. We're having fun here, mm-hmm. but that fucking thug Cash Wheeler does not deserve to be gainfully employed. So no, I'm not trading him to WWE. All right, I'm trading that nigga to the unemployment line. I think Cash deserves the world, personally. You know. Right, you're, you're not the person that was victimized by a fucking 50 caliber <laughs> fucking rifle. Barrel, barrel the size accusations, of a accusations, accusations. Bar- barrel the size of a soup can pointing to your face, Monty. You're not the one who had to live through that. Accusations. Um, as long as he does business on the way out. Amen. Um, yeah, AEW Dynamite, that's what we're going to get into first. We'll get into Dynamite and then we'll talk a bit about Jade. We'll talk about this PWI 500 that Seth Rollins has topped the list oh of in 2023. God, crazy. Me and AO, uh, you know. We, we, had, we had a little therapy session earlier. <laughs> <laughs> bro, really, like, even, like, even if you take me and Monty's hater shades off, bro, by PWI standards, how does this make sense? Boy, oh, 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 fucking get it. Oh, fucking get it. Yeah, it, it was I, a crazy top it. ten. I don't get it. Like, by yeah. their standards, the top ten was weird, I think. Because I read through their um, like their qualifications for it. I was just like, how does... <laughs> Doing deep research. <laughs> I was, I was curious. Bro. Type of unemployment. I have bro, great time. Bro, Pro Wrestling Inside Illustrator, right? Pro Wrestling Illustrator, they skated by so fucking long. I'm fucking over New Japan town on this stupid ass list by saying, well, technically, the IWGP Heavyweight Championship isn't a world title. And so, Bushi Road and Ghetto said, okay, fuck y'all. And they made it a world title. And they're still like, all right, well, Sonata, you've been champ for like fucking eight months now, but you're still not in the top 10. Also, do you guys like, who the fuck did they put up there? You guys like Cody Rhodes, who's been getting his ass kicked all summer? Like, what, bro? I don't get it, man. Like, is it kayfabe? Is it in-ring? Is it drawing ability? Like, what's what's, what's going on here? Because it, it seems like they arbitrarily pick which standard they're going to use to rate somebody when they want to put them yeah. in a certain spot. And they forgot to put Naito on the list this year. That I was going to say, is that, is, that, is that actually not real? Yeah. But Naito yeah. just yeah. wasn't they, they, on the list. Yeah, Naito's just, not on the list. He's um, not on the list. They tweeted about it. They were just like... Like, did say where he would have been? It was an editorial. No, they didn't say. They didn't say where he would have been. I don't believe that he was actually. They they were like, oh, he was on the list. You know, just editorial mistake. You know, we yeah. we, we accidentally got him off. But if that's true, why didn't you tweet where he was supposed to be? And how'd you end up with five hundred people anyway? Mm, yeah, y'all forgot. Y'all forgot about five hundred wrestlers is. Uh... Ranking 500 wrestlers pretty crazy, anyway. I don't it's think very. Uh... I, I was thinking about it, Ma. I don't think Russell Pierce ever needs to partake in this. No, follow, I definitely wouldn't do a four hundred. I'll do. I'll, I'll, no, I'll maybe get interested in like a top ten, you know, yeah, but like 10, top like, five hundred, like bro. Even like fifty would be like I don't know, like five hundred. You know, for all the criticism, but it's always going to get every year because it's a list, right. and that's how these things mm-hmm. go down. You know, it's uh the one thing I will say about Pro Wrestling Illustrated is, you know, it's it's a lot of work to put together 500 names. Yeah, and... yeah I, I don't I respect they put the a lot of work into this. But yeah. they didn't put it's got to be because they wrote a little column on everyone. That's time, bro. Even if it's not, you know, 
even if you don't think it's like the highest effort, it's at least time because it's a column yeah. on every five hundred wrestlers. It's very uh, Fuck and it. obviously the list comes out and everyone's got something to say about it. Mm-hmm. So, I'm excited know. for the tag team one. It's going to be uh, weird this year. They they had they had they had Shun Skywalker representing um yeah um, no that's with, with DDT instead of instead yeah. of fucking Dragon Gate they had fucking Keno representing all Japan instead of instead of Noah it's just like bro like y'all just like y'all y'all don't know what y'all are talking about and people can't expect you to it's know like... everything about wrestling but if you're gonna do these lists hire someone who does because a mark will do it for free yeah so like this is just like this is just like y'all don't care bro so it's just like, like... i can understand someone accidentally slipping through the cracks but not even getting a promotion right for someone on the list when all it takes really? is like a quick google search is interesting but even Google search, it's more like what even what I always just saying, like if you um if you're not hundred percent sure, you can't expect everyone to know what every single wrestler is in every single promotion, you know, like like say if this was us, I'd get someone like a Parker or yeah. Jamie to look yeah, over like, like the Japanese Parker, wrestlers and make sure it's and I don't know. Do it, and you would know. do it and you would do it to perfection and it would be great. And they just they didn't do it because they didn't they didn't fucking care to do it, bro. Oh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated is a is a is a is a is a drum pilled website. I'm telling you, bro. That shit is pilled. Oh, all my boys made the list, and David Finley was in the top 100. So Lucky Summers was robbed. Was yeah. he not on the list? No, no. bro. And there's damn, there's damn, there's damn. shitters that he's that he's pushed harder at fucking in Indies than that than on the damn. fucking list. I've seen some yeah. weird names on the list because I think it was like um, Anthony Bowens was saying earlier that he's not made it on this year. Like that Alex Zane was that, that would be bizarre. Well, Zane would, would be somewhat bizarre considering it's five hundred yeah. wrestlers. Yeah, you know? I, I, they they do do a tag list. I don't think Bowens has yeah. had a single like, singles match all year. But mm, Alex yeah, Zane, yeah. Alex Zane not being on the list. Like yeah. come on now. It's like it's Kyle Fletcher got on the list, and considering like he got like one hundred and eighty eight or something like that, which is pretty high considering. And, and what did he? Do? And Davis like, wasn't on the list at all. They both did the New Japan Cup. Fletcher, Fletcher did New Japan Cup in like what, like two dynamite matches? Didn't Davis have like a really good match with Osprey in the New Japan Cup? Yeah, he did. Yeah. That killed, that That's better than any Fletcher match that I've seen. Not seen. No, it match. is. It is. <laughs> yeah, it is. I don't know, man. Um, Anyways, it is a very thankless job, but to do it progress in Illustrated, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, no, 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 it's very. It's it's the most traffic they got on their site all year. Fucking wrestlers are jerking off to the list. They're twerking to the list, bro. They're being thanked. So that's why the good people here at Wrestle Pierce are here to fucking bury them. All right, Monty. Monty said it himself. We're burying pro wrestling illustration. Hey, I'm I'm trying to be the diplomatic one. You know, I'm trying. I'm trying here. You know. Um, Oh, dear. But yeah, an interesting list is where I'll I'll, I'll leave it. You know. Um, but yeah, anyway, Dynamite. Dynamite, Dynamite, AEW Dynamite from Cincinnati, Ohio, hometown of John Moxley, who opens the show defending the AEW International Championship against Big Bill. Um, I like this matchup more than the past two defenses against AR Fox and 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 then Action Andretti, just on paper because it's like hmm. I don't know, like Moxley going kind of. It's cool to see him give like underneath talents like a lot because that's what he yeah. does when he has his you know like he'll go ten minutes with him and he'll let them get the shit off like it's really cool that he can do that but like sometimes I do think there's like 
when it's week after week after week, which it feels like with Maxi sometimes, because you know what Maxi's like, he wants to get out there, he wants to be the workhorse, he wants to get out there, feel the crowd, you know, blade a little bit, feel alive. Like that's what Maxi loves to do. He just wants to work, 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 work. And there's definitely like a, a big level of respect I have for it. But when he's just working, sometimes it feels like he's just working matches, you know. Whereas like this big bill thing, it's like he's big, you know, he's big. He's got a reason to sell for him. When he's going back and forth with him, you're not questioning, like, how oh, he's much giving him too much or anything like that. Because he's big, you know? He's he- In fact, he's fucking huge. Like, even... um. No, seeing see Max fight from underneath from a guy that's, like, legitimately, like, towers over him, it's not something you get to see often. Like, even in WWE, like, even before he gained all the fucking weight in WWE, bro, like... Mox was was a, was a bigger guy over there. Like how many how many feuds did he have where he was where he was smaller? Like he had the Brock feud, and then like what what else? Like did he, did he ever fucking feud with Taker, bro? I don't know. I was watching fucking Dean Ambrose, but seeing him seeing him like fight underneath to a, like a giant and seeing him get the shit kicked out of him by somebody that looks like yeah. could, like squash him like yeah. it's good shit, bro. You don't get to you don't get to see it often from Mox. Yeah, man. Any uh. You know, he he run the razor, as uh, as as he's been known to do once or twice. You know, I don't think he's blading every single one of these matches, bro. I I don't. <laughs> I, I think that that's, that fucking skin flap is hanging on for dear life. And even when he's like, when it's a little too windy, and he's that fucking shop right <laughs> with Renee and the baby, it's just fucking. Oh my god, the juice is flowing, baby. Like it's just fucking. So much scar tissue. Say something about it on one of the podcasts that like, she wakes up and the pillows just like covered yeah, in bed blood sometimes. He's just uh it's leaking, you know. Well yeah, he, he you know, big bill. He was big. Mark's got blooded, you know. Uh Ricky Starks was wing- ringside and he eventually got involved as well. They were trying to cheat and do all those kind of heelish antics. Uh, Brian and Brian Danielson ended up coming down, evening things up. Of course, he's feuding with Ricky Starks at the moment, and eventually ended up with Moxley tapping out Big Bill with an armbar. Moxley, f- I like it when, especially with someone of Moxley's caliber, because they can get away with it more, like mixing up the finishes no. to matches. No. Um, so yeah, it was it was cool to see him do this, and uh, you know, just like I said, just a match in general, him fighting from underneath, and even just doing a finish like this. It's very, it was different to like your. Moxie works a guy for 10 minutes match that you yeah. get quite a lot of on AEW Dynamite mm-hmm. and stuff. So I, I like this quite a lot. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll keep it on just a match. Charlie, you like the match? I did, I did. Mox teased a moonsault, which was kind <laughs> of crazy. <laughs> I was told, I was told when Terry Funk died, right? When mm-hmm. they got to TV, that I was like, two people hit me up. They was like, Mox is trying to learn a moonsault. And he had, he had a match that Dynamite, and he didn't do it. And I was like, all right, yeah. he's saving it for All In, baby. Like, 80, 80K people. Big Mox saw this happening. It didn't happen at... It didn't happen. And then he does an interview when he's talking about Terry Funk learned moonsaults at 50 years old. And I'm like, wait a minute. He's talking about learning moonsaults at, at an older age. Mox is like, what, like 36 nowadays? Like, oh, it's never too late, Mox. Do a flip, my nigga. <laughs> and, and, and he teased. He finally teased it. He finally fucking teased it. Yeah, but he, he, he didn't get it off. <laughs> to the outside as well. Like, to the outside. <laughs> what was he doing? Yeah, it's, it's but no, it was pretty fucking beast. 
when he gets if Max is gonna do it, he's gonna go all in. You know, he's <laughs> if he doesn't get Phoenix in Grand like Grand Slam, it's gonna be nuts. But um, yeah, no, I enjoyed the it's, match. It's, it's gonna happen. It's gonna fucking happen. Yeah, I, I, should, like, I, I don't, don't, fucking yeah. love flips, bro. I love flips. I love brawlers too. That's why. I, that's why. That's why Steen was always my guy. Cause Steen would always mm-hmm. throw fucking hands, but his fat ass would go out there and do a fucking flip. That's why I always. That's why I always rocked with Kevin Owens, bro. If, if, if Mox starts doing flips, I don't know, man. I might have to throw it up there with the elite. I might just throw it up there with the elite, bro. This match yeah. was really good. Like. Mox fighting against big guys. It was like the Lance Archer matches as well. They always just mm-hmm. hit different, like, team wrestling other guys. And, like, the Lariats they were trading. It was just fucking beast. I enjoyed it a lot. Where is Archer? I don't fucking know. I'm not. We were, we were, talking, about it. We were talking about it maybe before we went live yesterday, but or during the stream. We were just like, yo, like, Archer needs to hit up Rocky and get on and just be like, mm-hmm. get me on every single fucking New Japan pay-per-view. Yeah. Because TK's not doing shit with me. Like, Keep, keep collecting those AEW checks and, and just work New Japan as much as possible. Work the yeah. fucking road to shows, bro. Yeah, get out there working. He's he's in. He's I'm, I'm pretty certain he's in his forties. So yeah, he's in his forties. It's like he's forever. You know, he, he he's still very good. It's like yeah, how much yeah. longer can a guy of his size, you know, <laughs> can yeah. remain as good as he is with like the moves that he has? Like you know, he does moonsaults. He does all kinds of dynamic shit. So yeah. I miss Lance Archer, but Big Bill's very good as well. <laughs> there was oh, a beatdown hey, hey. angle. Was it, what was that, Ayo? Oh, no, no, no. Someone just asked if he was injured. I just wanted to, it wasn't a super chat, but I just wanted to clear it up. No. Like, he, he almost killed himself on that moonsault, but he's fine now. He's been fine for a long time, and he's been he's been wrestling for New Japan, and AEW's just been like... Because his yeah, last AEW appearance... <laughs> it was um, Battle of the Belts, wasn't it? He had the match with Orange Cassidy? Yeah. I liked um, that match. It was, yeah. it was I liked literally it the only finish. good match of the night, I think. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, there was a beatdown angle after the match, obviously, with Max being like bloodied, fighting from underneath, like a lot of the match, and getting just getting out of there by locking on an armbar. You know, it was more kind of uh, presented as like Max survived Big Bill, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, there was there was a big beatdown after uh, Ricky Stark started. Started an unloading arm, Brian Danielson on the outside. Big Bill attacked Moxie from behind, and you know the <laughs> Ricky Starks gets in the ring and starts attacking Moxie with his shoe. <laughs> but eventually, Claudio of all people, he yeah. comes down, and of course he saves his Blackpool Combat Club members, and they get out of there. And uh, <clears throat> a bit of business, a bit weird seeing Claudio make a save at the moment. You know, of course, yeah. obviously with him being heels, but. Blackpool Combat Club, of course, are all, uh, you know. They're tweeners, baby. They're and it's Maxi's hometown as well, you know. Yeah. It's like Maxi yeah. getting beat down after a match, even though he's, like, pretty clearly been a heel um, and getting saved and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, Maxi's hometown, so it works. There was a lot of Max signs as well, wasn't there? There was a lot yeah. of them, as expected. He's a fucking, he's a fucking man, bro. He's right, too. Max built Cincinnati. Ace of AEW. I mean... Yeah, but it's like, I, I wish I wish there was a bigger crowd out there for him. You know, yeah, <laughs> so. me too. Mm, yeah, AW's ticket sales right now is like I don't I don't even, I don't care to get into it, but it's crazy because it's just like it's weird. Yeah. Eight, like, like when they were doing eight eighties going up against going head to head with NXT, like when they were doing worse than eight eighty, when they were doing seven something going head to head with NXT, 
they were doing like 6K for a tape, for a fucking mm-hmm. Cincinnati taping, 7K. Yeah. Like, and now they're doing they're doing better numbers. Like, obviously, NXT's not here anymore. So you, you <laughs> want them to be flirting with the a million range, but they're not. But they're still doing 880K. They're still the number mm-hmm. one show on television again. And but nobody's nobody's showing up to the arena, and it's it's baffling. Like I don't I don't know if like the people are gonna come back to the shows or if the viewership's gonna drop off first. But the dynamite's been really strong the last two three weeks. So I don't know why the viewership will drop off. I think I think yeah. people are gonna start buying tickets again soon. But I think like, I think there needs to be an angle to really get people like to yeah. want to do that. But we'll, we'll fucking see. They also they've been to Ohio a lot in like yeah, the last twelve months. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. they're always they're always there, like in that general area, because I can always tell when they're in the same area because like all of like my same mutuals are at the shows. I'm and just like, like, oh okay, so they're in the same area again. Cle- like, Cleveland and Cincinnati aren't particularly close. Like how how, how mm-hmm. far is the drive from uh, Birmingham to London, Monty? London to Birmingham is about two hours, two three hours. Yeah. yeah, that's that's about that's that's about Cleveland and Cincinnati. I think it's like three hours. So it's like mm-hmm. if you if you like love AEW, you're gonna make that three hour drive mm-hmm. when they come to the show. But you are you gonna do that like three time, three four times a year? Fuck no, bro. Like, you got AEW at home on your television screen, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. They, people mm-hmm. always fucking drive in the Midwest. So maybe that's the same with it's the same with like New York and Chicago and stuff. Like they love kind of oversaturating the markets yeah. that they have any sort of success in. You know, when so. they beat the shit out of North Carolina. That one summer, yeah. bro. To the point yeah. where that last everywhere, year, bro. Had, like three people everywhere. left. Like, what the fuck? Like, they've done it. They've done it this year. With uh, it's just kind of the way they do it. I think that's just. I think that is something they just really need to look at. Yeah. Um, yeah. The routes they take around the country when they right. are, you know, touring. Um, oh, Jay, I thought you were supposed to fix this. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing, but he's um, this shit off on TV, brother. Instead of figuring out the fucking. <laughs> Touring schedule, <clears throat> but yeah, no, as you, no, you said, it's like it's, it's hard to put too much stake in it as a fan, you know, who's just watching yeah. at home, not caring too much about ticket sales and stuff. But and for the most part, with AEW, it's very, very valid point to make because the crowds have still been like hot, you know, like even if they have only been like 3k people or whatever, yeah, they've, they've crowds will still be hot, they don't feel like 3k, do you know what I mean? Like, right. yeah. they still create a good atmosphere in the show, whereas last night. Even though, like, yeah, it was a lot smaller than usual. I think it was. I think they finished on twenty six hundred tickets quarter to wrestle tickets, which is, um, you know, and it, and it matters when it affects the vibe because the vibes were not vibes in for Dynamite standards, yeah. you know, last night. So they were they were they were quite active for Moxley, as expected. Mm-hmm. Of course, you would, but even in that sense, bro, it's like I know that they've done Ohio, you know, sincere lot or whatever they've done. It's like Moxley's just came off that. Great all-out match in the main event. Just right. won a title. Mm-hmm. Coming into it strong, you know. And in his home state or whatever, they, they can't even do 3K tickets. I think that's all, it's quite damning, you know. But, so, yeah. Someone in the chat brought up that they, they are doing double the shows now. It's like, yeah, they did, yeah. They, they did just run Cleveland on Saturday and they're running it. And they put Mox on that show as well. And then ran it back in mm-hmm. Cincinnati. On yeah. Someone, someone said as well, this was the seventh show within a two or three hour drive of Cincinnati in the last year. Oh, no, that's that's kind of crazy. crazy. Yeah. That's, people are going to go to all seven of those. That's, that's nuts. Yeah. Because you mean something that, oh, it's not like I'm some fucking 
I'm far from a genius. I'm a fucking idiot. Do you know what I mean? It's like I'm not the first podcaster or person within the wrestling space that said that you know like, the way that AEW tours is weird. So right. Tony mm-hmm. must have his reasons, I'd assume, I mean, for the way he does it. You know, very smart but, people to run this. So I just, I don't know, man. Maybe funny outside looking in, it just doesn't yeah. make any yeah, sense. It sense. Because it's like you see, it's like even with WWE, like you see WWE, like they're going all over the place. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they don't. You never hear about fans saying like, "Oh." They're doing this. They're doing this city again, or they're doing this area again. You know, you never hear that with WWE, bro. So, um, it's obviously they're possible to Ohio do. Ohio again next month. Oh my god, <laughs> that's kind of sharp. Point. I can't. Anyway, uh, WWE <laughs> President Nick Khan just right. issued an email to all employees announcing that all employees are to work remotely tomorrow. Oh, no, oh fucking no. I know what that means. Work remotely tomorrow as the company will begin post-endeavor acquisition layoffs. Employees have been asked to remain at home and work from there tomorrow in order to allow the company's human resources department to be able to the layoffs privately. They're going to be turning off those key cards, brother. They say, hey, don't don't even go to the building and turn off the fucking key cards. Yeah. um, It's unfortunately he's always expected with these big Yeah, big multi-billion dollar yeah. mergers and stuff, you know, it's because it's like, you know, you don't think you don't, unfortunately, you just don't need two departments for like everything kind of at an office yeah. level. So there's going to be a lot of office jobs that unfortunately get lost. And hopefully the people that do end up losing their jobs from this merger all land on their feet and find something bigger and better for yeah. themselves. But um, this is expected. And I guess we'll have to wait and see if it bleeds over into like talent releases or anything like that. But um you know, Nick Khan, he sent out a memo. Uh, you got to get some talent out of there, bro. Like, look at the overhead. Why are some of these... Like, I'm not advocating... Like, just from a numbers stand, like, standpoint, like, come on, bro. Like, why are we paying some of these people $300,000 a year? Like... Mm. Yeah, if you when you saw so what Nick Khan did when he was like first coming in, and everyone was like blaming him when people got released. Like obviously, ultimately, like Vince back then was like making the uh, final decisions and stuff. Right. But if you bring in someone like a Nick Khan who's very much a business and a numbers guy, you ask him to look at your talent roster and crunch the numbers a bit, then like <laughs> there's going to be some casualties, you know, yeah. <laughs> because. You know, r- rosters in wrestling, man. The two big, the big two, the AEW and WWE, they both have way too many wrestlers, yeah, which is great right. for the wrestlers that are employed because they're getting they're getting a check every week, you know, and it's great to see that there's that, that amount of opportunities out there. But in terms of in terms of like a business sense and having the amount of hours of TV they have to fill every week, like both co- both companies have way too many wrestlers, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I don't, I don't want to say anybody by name. It's like, like, are you gonna, are you gonna fire five accountants making seventy five k a year? Or are you gonna look at one of those shitters that Hunter brought back just to babyface himself, making fucking four hundred k a year, and just be like, well, yeah, keep doing you, but we just, we gonna keep getting these fucking accountants and human resources people up out of here. It doesn't really make sense. You know what I mean? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. We'll see how it happens. Obviously, we're um, yeah, hoping it's not too dramatic, you know. Uh, but yeah, after after the Moxie Big Bill match on Dynamite, we had a Roderick Strong promo. Um, you know, he's he's talking to Renee in the back about the uh, tournament final he's going to be in later. And Cole Cole comes over to him. You know, he reaches out to him, and he he basically he tries to warn him. Tries to warn him with some old Joe. And, 
you know, what what he can do to people's necks. You know, he can seriously hurt people, the big man can, you know. But Roddy says that the kingdom believe in him and he is a wrestling legend, you know. Uh, <laughs> that might be my favourite Roddy I bit at the it, moment. The I wrestling legend. Wrestling <laughs> legend. Because if you if you're myself, you know, Manny the Hooper, Joe Hulbert, there's a lot of truth to that, you know. I'm not, I'm not gonna let y'all just gatekeep Roderick fucking. No, nah, not gatekeep, but we do <laughs> think of him like we, we. It's almost like we self-aware know that we put him on a pedestal. Put him on a pedestal. Probably not. <laughs> Like everyone big, appreciates him. He's a beast. Like, I know you two guys yeah. love him. I know everyone on WrestlePurist pretty much loves him to a certain right. extent, but it's like, you know, Holbert probably puts him in his top five of all time, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> so, he's like I'm not, one I'm of not, the only wrestlers we I'm all agree on. But... He, he fucking rolls, man. And nah, he, he, he's also like funny him. as well now, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, oh, well, imagine if this shit fell flat on his face, bro. Like... <laughs> <laughs> brutal, bro. <laughs> if it, if his gimmick flop, like that's like that's that's legit burying, you know. Um, and that word gets thrown around a lot, like yeah. overused way too much these days. Like people were saying it about Tiffany Stratton the other day. Um, but that would have been a genuine burial if like this fell flat on its face. <laughs> the neck brace, the glasses, the yeah. whining us. It, it just would have made him look like, I don't know, <laughs> even with as good as he's in the ring. Yeah. What, have you seen in this what have you seen in the chat, John? No, I haven't seen anything in the chat. It's just you like, like the neck brace and the glasses. I was just thinking about like the full body render again of him in the gear with the neck brace and the glasses on. <laughs> My favourite thing about Roddy's renders is like, the glasses are crooked. <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. like, <laughs> I can't look at it. And not <laughs> He's doing this weird thing with net braces. Bro, this nigga does not need glasses, bro. Like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> He's awesome. Uh, um, good shit. We, we're big fans of Roddy Strong. We all are. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Don Callis, he revealed his masterpiece, his next masterpiece. Um, and uh, he puts over Takeshita. He comes out, gets a lot of heat. Wow, well, he gets some, he gets a, he gets a lot of heat got, considering what I, I was in the question. building. Is this, is this painting gimmick? <laughs> is this painting gimmick getting over with y'all? I don't, I don't particularly care for it. Yeah, you know? I don't mean it does take a lot getting... of time. Yeah, I like Mel I... getting like a shout out yeah. to the props and stuff like that. Yeah. Like it's great. But in terms of like um, as a yeah, gimmick yeah, yeah, on a wrestling show, her, it's her like, getting yeah. paid in, in game. Yeah. And feature in front of. Mm-hmm. I could like, do right. that. I, I, I don't know about this, bro. I don't know about this. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, Dom revealed his next masterpiece, and it was indeed a. Uh, well, first he put over Takeshi quite a lot. He said he's better than all mm-hmm. these Japanese legends, like Inoki and all the others. The the name of names. And him beating Omega now makes him the best and he's this and he's now going to be referred to as the Alpha. Uh, he's more of an Alpha than Jericho ever was. And uh, yeah, Don's just out there talking That's his cool. shit and he's about to reveal his next masterpiece and it is a painting of human Takeshita 
I believe they are stabbing Kota Ibushi. Yeah. And uh, Don Kali says that Ibushi is the next target of Takeshita and he's going to rip out Kenny Omega's soul with it. No, his heart. By beating Kota Ibushi and all Kenny Omega can do is sit at home and watch Loka cook. Don can talk, man. Don can talk. Sure? Even when he's being ridiculous like that last line, I just said he's... um. And he did get some heat, but not the heat that he has got in recent times. But I think that was mainly because, like, like I said, the crowd—the crowd just weren't. They weren't giving me—they weren't giving me what I wanted last night, to say the least. I—I think Don Callis is 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 best in the world level when it comes to like being a manager. Like you yeah. can argue whoever you think is one, two, and three. But I think I think he's in that conversation with Stoke and Heyman, and even Prince Nana. You gotta throw him out there now. But it's just, mm. I, I think, I, well, Prince Donner is not really the pro. I mean, he does get good heat for his promos, but I, he, I think he's the best at, like, the around-the-ring stuff. Yeah, is. just like but, his um, presence. Paul pops me a lot. Paul, <laughs> I, I feel like I've been seeing Paul do the same thing since I was a little kid. <laughs> Still working. Yeah, it is, but, uh, but what, I was saying, what I was saying with Don is, I, sometimes I think he gets the heat on himself a little bit too much and not on mm-hmm. Takeshita. Like, that was never really a problem with Kenny. Because, like, Kenny's obviously, like, fluent in fucking English, could, could riff, do something fucking ridiculous to the crowd, them and the boom and shit. But it's just like, Don's, like, Don's not making me hate, hate Takeshita, bro. He's making me hate him more. And yeah. it's like, well, good for, good for you, like, but... I don't know, they need to have Takeshita wrestle more. They need yeah. to have him just they, kill, people kill people that like and then let the, Don the talk his shit. Like, like, yeah, that the crowd likes. Even so, they do. I do think they need to rethink their approach with the uh, to kind of what you was alluding to with Takeshita and Don because he does kind of feel like a co-star yeah. in all the yeah. segments and stuff when he's meant to be like the, the vocal star. point, the alpha, and, <laughs> and you know, like even last night, like. The segment was to announce that Takeshita's next victim is going to be Kota Ibushi, and it's just like mm-hmm. it was a Don Callis segment, and obviously, yeah. like you know, he's the English-speaking person who's yeah. going to you know get the message across. But like Takeshita can still, there is ways of presenting it in, and doing different things that you can make him feel a bit more in the forefront of things rather than yeah, kind like, of what like, we got last night and what you guys were just alluding to. Like back in '03, when Brock wasn't even allowed to fucking talk, bro, and he was just. And, and he was just standing there flexing and fucking huffing and puffing and growling. And Heyman was getting his shit off. I never thought, like, Heyman was getting the heat on himself. I was like, yo, he's, yeah. he's getting Brock over as fuck. I think I think that's what Don needs to do. I'm not sure exactly what he's doing that's, like, not, not Heyman-esque enough for me. But, you know, he, he, he needs to tweak that shit a little bit. Yeah. Little I bit. think it's just the overall presentation of it. It's just, like... Even the way they frame the segments, like Takeshi's always stood in the background. They need to have him like front and center yeah, in them. Front and center, put so the like people are actually like focusing on talks. Yeah. Something like that. And it's also it's like I think kind of like a uh, in the sub like in the subconscious of like fans' brains as well. It's like Dunn's you thought he, when he moved on from Kenny and went with Takeshi, Day, you're like, Okay, this is it. You know, like Dunn's found his new you know, his new golden goose, his new mm-hmm. his new meal ticket, his new guy. And then it bleeds into like, oh no, actually he's building like a team. You know, like Takeshita's yeah. not enough. He needs to he needs to call on Osprey, he needs to call yeah. on um 
you know, he's been interacting with Aussie Open. He tried to put, like, he was doing that weird stuff with Jericho when he was trying to convince him and then turned on him. He talked to Garcia, like, three times. He talked to Garcia last night and in the past as well. And it's like, you know, it's about, like, you you guys have alluded to, so it's more about, like, Don Callis and his family that he's building to take down Omega rather than it being, like, Don Callis has just moved to to, to Kester because yeah, Kester's better and he's the better right athlete and he's the new guy and he's beat Kenny twice yeah. and da 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 da. So, um, like I said, I just think they kind of need to rethink the presentation and where yeah. they actually are with the roles in it. So I don't know who's actually in charge of the creative on that. I'm sure Tony's involved. I don't know how heavily involved Don is creatively with it. Kenny, you know, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I think it just needs tweaking a bit. Him screaming in Japanese got over as fuck. He People did. Blowing the shit out yeah, of him. Did. And they just stopped doing it. They're just like, you know what? You're not going to speak Japanese anymore. Just stand there. Mm. Nah, like, even if they had just done a thing in the segment last night where, like, before, like, they revealed the painting, the Takeshita just said Kota's name. Like, even that would have made this feel, like, ten times of a bigger deal because he's, like, mm-hmm. addressing it directly. Like, right. if he had just said Kota Ibushi, like, I think that crowd would have popped for it, so... Yeah, that's... I would have popped for it, but yeah, that's same. just me. <laughs> same, 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 same. Yeah, anyway, uh, next up, we had backstage with the Blackpool Combat Club to being interviewed by, uh, I think this one was Marvez. Uh, Brian mm-hmm. Danielson's fired up and he challenges Big Bill and Ricky Starks uh, to a tag match. He'll be teaming up with Claudio. Uh, Max is all <laughs> fucked up in the back. Is Max concussed, bro? Like, that's what he's. That's what he was trying to play up. I think that he was. Yeah. Like, okay, because when, when 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 Claudio came in and made the save, right? Like Big Bill or Ricky was on the apron, one of them, and they're like, it was like Claudio and like Danielson, and they were like, they were ready to do fucking BCC attack, and and Claudio was like, yo, get up, Mox, get up, Mox, and Mox is just laying on the fucking ground, like, oh. I was like, what the fuck's going on? Ricky was, Ricky was laying him in with the shoe, brother. Battering <laughs> him with a fucking shoe. That first shoe yeah, shot was man. shambolic, bro. I was like, oh no, Ricky, you're about to go viral for all the wrong reasons. But then, but then it started looking fine. I was like, all right, you, you say Heat in a moment, brother. But yeah, uh, Ray Phoenix, like, they're being interviewed, of course, like I just said, Blackpool Climax Club bath, and Ray Phoenix just appears on screen. Gets in Mox's face because he's telling him he's going to beat him next week because that is the match that gets set up for Moxley at Grand Slam. He's going to be defending the international title against Ray Phoenix and kind of, you know, kind of like a little pushing and shoving starts to break out between the guys and Eddie Kingston is in the back with Claudio also in the back. And then whilst all this commotion is going on in front of them, like you can just see in the background, like Cla- Claudio and Eddie are just staring each other out. And, uh, you know, this goes on for a little prolonged amount of time. And it just ends with Eddie. Uh, Eddie just laughs to himself and he tells Claudia that he'll see him soon. This was a nice little touch. I, we, I just wish that we got more of this kind of Eddie Kingston, Claudio, Moxley triangle playing out on mm-hmm. television. Like, if this was me and I was, book- and I was booking Dynamite, this would be like at least 30 minutes of my show. You know, yeah. like, like this, this, this sort of stuff. This will be the running story of my show. I agree. Yeah, just right now. It's real shit they're doing over there, brother. It's real shit that they're doing in the episode. I don't know if y'all saw the interview, but um, it was either fucking Danielson or Mox 
And they were just like, it was right after, it was right after the uh, Blood and Guts. And they were like, oh, well, after, after the show, you guys hugged out with the Elite. What was that all about? And I wish I knew who it was. I, I'm going to just go with Danielson. Danielson was like, oh, well, you know, we're not necessarily the good guys or the bad guys. We're just, we're just the BCC. We just kick ass. Like, we mm-hmm. feel like we could toe the line. And I, I feel like last night, like, really showcased that because they, they were good and believable baby faces against uh, Ricky Starks and Big Bill, in my opinion, at least. And, mm-hmm. like, they looked like baby faces. They came out, made the save. I was happy that Mox wasn't fucking killed. And in the backstage segment with Phoenix, I was like, oh, wait a minute. These guys are pieces of fucking shit, bro. <laughs> like, they, they took Phoenix out for no reason. Like, and I was like, these guys, these guys are pieces of shit. I want Eddie to win at Grand Slam. Phoenix needs to get his get back on Mox. Like, I, th- these are real tweeters that we're dealing with here. Monty, like, none of that bullshit you watching on, on fucking Friday night, brother. <laughs> we're fucking LA night not knowing if he's a heel or a face. Nah, he, nah he's, a full, he's a full face now. Yeah, these, are, these are real tweeters we're dealing full with. Full face, brother. LA Knight was just for a while when he was transitioning into a full-blown babyface. He was just a babyface that was wrestling heels. Yeah. No, he was just a babyface wrestling other babyfaces and turning those babyfaces heels for 10 minutes. Imagine, you know? imagine getting cucked <laughs> like that as a babyface, bro. Like, you think you're bro, they over, had, bro. and then just like, had, yo, go out there with LA Knight. Just go out there with LA Knight, bro. You'll be all right. Bro, they had the... the <laughs> I think at one point they were just not really testing the waters of it because he wrestled Rey Mysterio, bro. He got Rey Mysterio heat, bro. Like, I don't think I've ever seen that in my life. We got Rey Mysterio booed for the first time since fucking the Yes movement. So I was like, when that clip came up on Twitter, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what the? Eli Drake's doing this? So I like, <laughs> I love him, bro. I love him. But, um, yeah, next on Dynamite, we had Renee backstage with Hook. Orange interrupts basically before he gets started and you know uh he asks Hook what he's always mad about, what he's frowning about. And um you know, the, it was a pretty respectful exchange, but Orange Cassidy just seems he's just tired and fed up and hurting and you know, poor Orange, but I, I'm not sure what they're actually trying to do here with this yeah, hook thing. Sure. I don't know if they're gonna tag team together or if they're gonna have a match or I don't know. I don't know if this was just satire. I don't know. Title off of off of Hook again, right? Like not not right now. So I don't know. I I can see them doing the odd couple thing, which is like Hook's the fucking emo kid that hang. Well, he's not emo, but you know, the fucking (laughs) angsty kid that that hangs out with the best friends and shit. I could I could see them doing something like that. That'd be that'd be a fun little angle. I'd enjoy that a lot. The the people that like that stuff would would really enjoy that. Like Mm -hmm. we are. That that side of wrestling fandom that was like, oh my god, this this hook and Dan housing stuff, this hook housing, oh this is real storytelling, this is this is real wrestling, this is how you run a promotion. And I, I was like, this is fucking terrible, but <laughs> I, I wasn't hating on it because I was like, yo, not everything needs to be for me. So y'all y'all enjoy y'all enjoy y'all little fucking hook housing fucking fan fictions where they're where they're all in the fucking boiler room fucking or whatever like, fucking perverts is cooking up over there, but, you know. I'm gonna give the message a chance, and I, I gave the match a chance, and Danhausen went out there and did Danhausen things. Dan Hookhausen, bro, forgot I erased that from my memory, you know. Bro, Monty, Monty you, thought that was the end just... hook, bro. Monty thought that was like that's that's Hook's career, like it's over. They, oh, they ruined it. <laughs> oh, bro, there was like I can't even remember. I can't even describe it properly, so I'm not even gonna bring it up. But there were some weird angles in that shit, bro. Anyway, um, it was it, it, it was a strange time. 
for AEW. It was a weird summer. Yeah. Um, anyway, next up we have Tony Storm versus Sheeta versus Britt Baker versus Nyla Rose in the number one contenders match. Uh, the crowd was pretty brutal for this. I can't yeah. lie. The match itself wasn't exactly something to get them on the feet. To be honest, I thought it was actually quite uh, mediocre without being like brutal about it. You know, uh, it was pretty. It's, it's not the best four way they've run. At, at, <laughs> at this point, where I'm at with the women's division is, if it's not bad enough to create discourse, I'll take it. Two thumbs up. I'm happy. <laughs> That's, that's why I'm at with the AW. We made it, you know. Yeah, we, 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 made, it, we made it through another oh. segment. No discourse. We did it, baby. Oh, the bar yeah, is in yeah. hell. Oh, yeah, hell, bro. But yeah, Tony, Tony Storm won. That's a that's I a good. Did you win? Britt she rolled up, Britt. I'm sorry. Doctor Baker DMD. What the fuck was that curve stomp? Oh my god, it oh. was really bad. A curve stomp to the middle of the back, bro. How did she. That I don't know what happened on that curve stone, but she fucking she swung her leg and it did not hit. Oh my god! God bless, man. It was. It's like. Uh, I really want Brit to be good. I sometimes, really want her to improve. It's just like, like sometimes Brit goes out there and you're just like, "Yo, did you uh, did you learn how to walk this morning? Like, are you just like getting this walking thing down, Pat? Like, forget the wrestling portion, like." Your whole motor functions thing. Like, you just come out of a fucking coma. Because it's, it's kind of crazy when she goes out there and does sometimes, bro. Like... They need to... Yeah. They need to dial back the Brit exposure a little bit. I get this whole thing. I don't thing think it's that crazy still... at the minute. I don't even think... It, she, she's fucking... But it's not, there. but she's... It's still too much. One of the matches is just... It speaks for itself. I said, I said this on live stream. I said this on live stream. Is Britt Baker, like, Britt Baker's a star of the division, so they're like, okay, we need to put her in these spots. Like, she needs to be on Dynamite as much as she, she, we can put her. Like, she needs to be in these pay-per-views if we can get on the pay-per-views. How many people in 2023 are buying tickets or buying pay-per-views to watch Dr. Britt Baker DMD wrestle? Well, I was going to I was gonna actually like, make a similar point of, um, I was watching Dynamite last night, and, you know, Britt Baker makes her entrance and everything, and he's like, and I know the crowd wasn't the greatest. It was a small crowd as well. On top of that, we just, I just don't think a star presence and stuff. Yeah, a star presence and stuff. It's, it's, she still feels like a star compared to yeah, a lot of the other people on the show yeah. and stuff. But compared to where she was, it feels very different now, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm not, I'm not I don't a know. Great hater, bro. Like, I, her crowning moment at Double Nothing 2021 was one of the thing, one of the things that I was most excited about. Like while watching that mm-hmm. pay per view, like oh, oh, today's the day that Brick gets crowned. Like I was, I was a DMD fan, bro. But it's just like the regression, and like it's just, oh, it, this, it's bad, bro. She's bad. It's, they need, they need to do something. And I think honestly, just having her off TV for like six weeks would do her the world of good yeah, in terms of like reestablishing her star power and that. I agree. Maybe not for her in ring, but. It seems like she's going to be going into something with Sheila because they were they had yeah. a little bit of afters after the match and stuff and as well. So. Yeah, they've actually really... been teasing a non-title feud with top-level players, so mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. A couple people yeah. need to get off TV right now, bro. Like, mm. I, I love Jericho. He After Grand Slam, he should probably take a break. He probably should have yeah. took a break after uh, Double or Nothing, Falling. honestly. 
Nigga ain't old elite. He wanted to take a break. TK ain't let him. He said, we need you for these need you for these quarter hours, brother. Um, <laughs> OC, I'm not getting tired of him, but I just, I, I, I'm not really interested in seeing him just like spin his wheels until they figure out what they could do with him. Let him take yeah. a break. And then, and then DMD, she, she's been needed a fucking break, bro. Let's, let's get her up out of here. Just do the thing where you cycling other talent. They used to do it all the time. Yeah, and I know people true. bitched about it, but with some of these guys, you need to do it. I didn't even really hate that method where it's just like, no, oh, I we're, didn't we're working it. with these, with this block of talent. And they're going to they're gonna get through their stories. Then we're going to move them off. Then we're going to work with Yeah, them. when it's not that, it works for me. So with AEW, though, at times it would get really aggressive. Like the cycle, like people would get cycled in almost week to week. Yeah. You know? yeah and it no, wouldn't be crazy. like. It's better when it's like how you just lay it up where it's like, okay, we're going to tell this story for three months. Yeah. And say, for example, it's Hangman and Swerve. And let's say Swerve wins. You know, like that would be seen as like catastrophic for Hangman. You know, he just lost yeah. his spot to Swerve. Like if he right. went away then for a while after doing like a two, three month feud, mm-hmm. then that's sweet. But it's like when, um, when he gets really like problematic for me with AEW is when it's like, Okay, we're doing this story, and Hangman's going to be around for like one week, and then you're going to get a week of pre- then he's going to be gone for next week. Then the week after that, you're going to get a pre-tape, and then you don't see him live for like another three yeah. weeks or something like that's when the cycle yeah. thing is like, okay, this is bullshit now, you know. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But yeah, t- tell your stories, let talent get cycled in and out and stuff. That, that can John definitely work. Kenny's the only guy who gets cycled out now. Come on, bro. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's just not necessary. It's spiteful. <laughs> spiteful. You're having a bad day already, AO. You know? Yeah, I've had a terrible day already. You're coming on my fucking You know, speaking of the chat, we'll do some we'll do some super chats before we keep yeah. this moving with Dynamite. Keep them coming, people. Any questions, any takes, anything yeah, like that from Dynamite or anything else? Get them in, get them in. <laughs> oh, Shay, one ninety nine. Appreciate you. CM Daddy and Queen Queen J to the Fed. We up, we up, we up. Hey man, two big signings, brother. That's what that's, two that's, big signings. That's one of the only things that really gets me, bro. That really just gets under my fucking skin. For O'Shea. Not to war. No, not, not that. <laughs> fucking, fucking rich ass fucking daddy's boy. Um, bro, I've gone to war for Jade. Should I have not wasted my time? Absolutely not. But the just people, like you did for Cody. <laughs> just like I did for Cody and the people I was defending her against. Are now like, oh my god, Queen Jade, WrestleMania main event, <laughs> um, <laughs> dick, you fucking loser, bro. You was just being just racist, crazy. misogynist, and, and, and insulting her, like all of her fuck, like everything that she's put like the last four years into. Like for years, you was doing this for years, bro, and now you love her because she's going to your fucking favorite wrestling promotion. If I ever do that, fucking kill me, bro. If I ever like genuinely dislike a performer. Because where they work, just shoot me in the head in Roblox, YouTube. Mm-hmm. Don't demonetize it. <laughs> yeah, the, the switch up on Twitter was pretty crazy. Crazy, bro. Like, I right, with everyone, but with Jade, it's aggressive, you know. Uh, if she ends up staying, this the switch back up, like it's gonna be crazy. <laughs> yeah, uh, Short Town Spurs, five dollars. Appreciate you as always, brother. Jay leaving hurts hundred times more than Cody. Mm, I don't know about that. Uh, I'm a fan of both. So like when Eva goes to Eva Company, like I'm not, I don't get hurt by either way, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, 
Cody Cody wasn't good for like the image. I'll put it that way. Really yeah. wasn't. It really what, wasn't good. And I think I think history, like with time, when we look back on it, it'll be more like uh, it'll stand out more. That like when Cody left, it's like that's not. <laughs> it just it just wasn't a good look. I don't think at all. Bro, when, he was the face of the revolution, man. Like, when when was Cody, Cody left, <laughs> I, I wasn't. I wasn't hurt. I wasn't hurt when Cody left, even though. I had been a Cody Rose fan since I was literally like ten years old. It was in a weird place. It was, it was in a weird because like because it just yeah. got to the point where, bro, I went to I went to two different Dynamite tapings where I lost my voice, booing the fuck out of Cody Rose, and that was the most that was some of the most fun I've ever had at a. Wait, you were just show. playing along though, man. Yeah, I was playing along. So I much. Cody, bro, we were all playing along my entire section, and then like one dude in like the section over got like weird about it, and we're just like, yo, like what the fuck is your problem, bro? You, you know we're all kidding, right? But just like if, but I I maintained at the time I was like yo if Cody was just like adamant on never turning heel it was probably for the best that he got up out of here because this situation was never just gonna we were just never mm-hmm. gonna let you get your fucking American nightmare white white face white meat baby face fucking shit off again Cody like not in, not until you went heel first and then switch back to baby face so I was like all right bro get up out of here but Jade like she just got back everybody was excited. Like, people were just like, let's see, I can't wait to see what Jade's got in her bag now. It's coming like, back to do business on the way out, brother. Um, Monty, <laughs> I don't know if you saw any of the reports from Rampage last night. They were saying it was the fucking Jade versus Statlander was match of the night. Got fight for every <laughs> chance, and this is awesome chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dave said people were telling him it was all the best match of Jade's career. It sucks, bro, because I always believed in Jade. I'm not a coomer, yeah. <laughs> bro. There are gorgeous people. On television every week, I'm like, get them the fuck off my TV screen right now. Anna Jay, stop coming on my television screen. I, I don't like Jay because she's gorgeous, bro. I think I genuinely think she's a really big, she's a huge star. I think she could be a huge player in professional wrestling. And I, I'm, I, I buy, I, like, I'm, I'm buying her stocks, bro. And it hurts mm-hmm. that she's leaving and going to fucking HGH land, bro. It hurts after everything that I've done for her. You feel me? I single-handedly, <laughs> but it sucks, bro. Because I don't fucking watch WWE. So like, what? I get to I get to watch her wrestle like seven times a year, if that. Because no mm. no woman gets booked every pay per view. No man really gets booked every pay per view except for fucking like Roman if he wants it. But yeah, well, we'll see. I'm sure she'll be. Obviously, we'll get into it a little bit more, uh, a little bit later. But you know. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see how things play out. Showtime Spurs, two dollars, that hangman quarter hour though. Yeah, there was a nice little bump, there was a nice little bump for it. There was definitely a nice little bump for it because... Uh, I, only saw, I only saw last week's. Hangman, no, uh, hangman drew again? I'll just see, I'll just see. I, I, saw, I remember seeing um, WrestleNomics posted from last week's and there was a nice little bump for it. So I'm not sure if he's referring to this week's or last week's. I'm not going to let you... Not a nice little bump. It was it was the largest bump of the program. Was it? All right. Yes, it was. Yeah. No, it was. Wrestle. Uh, I haven't seen for this week. Okay, so yeah, like last week, yeah, it was um, yeah, it was a nice little bump, man. It wasn't this crazy. Oh my! Oh my fucking god, bro! What happened to the Darby Nick Wayne? Yeah, oh, that, that, yeah, that, no, that, that fell off a cliff. Anyway, ratings talk. We don't want to bore the listeners. Yeah, we don't want to bore. Even um, if you don't like Nick, I do that. I do that enough on WrestlePurist Live and shit like that. You know. <laughs> um, 
Ricky Starks, one ninety nine. Ayo, you want to take this oh, one? No. Uh, Rashard Starks, two dollars. PWI. I'm Ibu Zaddy's number one. That's all that matters. Hey man, um, love is love. Just just go be uh, Ibu Zaddy's number one at uh. Go go do that at Stanford, bro. Go go do that up north. The oh, listen, <laughs> Starks is a beast, man. Uh, yeah, anyway. Go, go be a beast on fucking Monday Night Raw. You love Raw. That's a great go be a beast over there. You're, you're awesome. I can't Custodio, wait. Custodio, Brian Pullman Jr., one night in the night. Appreciate it. I personally think I should have been top 150. Um, he, oh, you'll be there next year, bro. Don't worry. When they Absolutely. put that North American title on you, and <laughs> hey, you the fuck out of fucking <laughs> the loose cannon junior, he'll, he'll be there next year, bro. Don't worry. Sean's gonna uh, Sean's gonna cook up a masterpiece. Oh <laughs> I, I genuinely believe that he'll be presented well in NXT. Oh yeah, so do I. So do I. I think I think if they get him in the PC and he he picks up a few new things and he comes along nicely and stuff, I think they'll want to like they'll want to do lots of matches, they got featured a couple stuff with him in NXT an at least. I don't think that's an indictment on AEW, bro. Like, obviously, two very different companies, very very different <laughs> mm-hmm. fucking like. Um, like structures and like resources and shit. They just like one one class a week with fucking Brian Danielson, an hour after call times, just not enough to get somebody to improve the amount that Brian Pillman Jr. needed to improve to be taken seriously yeah. on Dynamite or even like fucking Rampage. Well, Chisholm. Appreciate you as always, brother. With the five dollars, the women's PWR list is going to look real nasty. I'd be very mm. shocked if Rhea Ripley doesn't top that list. It, no, it's yeah. gotta be it's gotta be Bianca, right? Because it's June to June. She was pretty much champ for like how long was percent of that time, right? I think it's like July. Did, July thirty first till July. Rhea won the Rumble from number one, though, bro. <laughs> like, no, that, yeah, that's that's obviously a huge accomplishment. Then obviously she won the title at Mania, and she's been super dominant in terms of singles record as well. She's done good business. She sells a lot of merch. Um, she sells more than Bianca. Yeah, bro, she sells more than like. Wait, she sells more than everybody, doesn't she? She's basically, yeah. Right the, the, yeah. Night, yeah, there's LA Knight. Yeah, uh, it's LA Knight. There's the Monday Night Mommy show. Monday night, mommy. Yeah, oh, man, bro. God, God bless everybody who loves Rhea Ripley. But I don't yeah, I'm your mommy as well. Uh, she's yeah. obviously, she's obviously a good worker. I'm, I'm not taking that away from her at all. She's you know, awesome, man. The the whole people falling in love with her gimmick and I don't know, I don't get it. I I, I don't fucking get it. Bro. Yeah, the the mommy stuff is a bit, you know. <laughs> but as a wrestler and as a star. She's fucking awesome. Um, I'm going to watch her versus Ashley one of these days. One of these fucking I days. I can't believe you. Well, I can't believe you. Actually. You haven't seen it. You still haven't watched it. I haven't seen it. Awesome. Bro, I love that match. That match was really good. One of these days. Uh, Dunmaz, $5. Appreciate you. Mikey Nichols out here giving dudes shoot head butts and emerald flosions and bro can't get a spot in the 500. What happened to the game? I love. I agree, brother. <laughs> It, just on the effort alone in the G1, he deserves a spot. The thing with the G1, half of it fell in this year's um, qualifications and half of it fell out of this year's qualifications. So oh, okay. it'll be interesting to see how that affects things. Oh, his first year. match alone with an RA should have yeah. got him in the PWR. That should have got him like, in, at least in the 400. Yeah. Like. Chuck, you know, you know what the actual thing with the, with the G1 is, though, right? Mm-hmm. These, 
these motherfuckers aren't fucking watching New Japan, bro. Yeah. They're, they're not watching. There's not a lot of sickos like me that watched every single show. It's <laughs> very true. Them, bro. Like, I'm, like, like I, I clicked on their page because I saw the top 10. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on here? I click on these people's I click on the page, the Pro Wrestling Illustrated. I click on the, they, they have like the three, the managing editors, uh, Twitter, and they have like the two, two senior editors, Twitters. Drones, bro. They just love WWE, bro. I'm like, I was like, yo, Dynamite was yesterday. Where the fuck are y'all tweets? Y'all don't watch this shit. Like, so if y'all don't watch Dynamite, y'all definitely aren't fucking watching Puro. Definitely not watching mm-hmm. what fucking Shun Skywalker and DDT, whenever the fuck that happened. But. Jacob Donnelly, $5. Appreciate you as always. Kenny Bailey on TV. Young Bucks barely wrestle. EVP's getting lazy after those new contracts. All your moja. No offense, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the Bucks haven't wrestled wrestle. more in the last like six weeks than they've had in like the last six months. Yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> team is wrestling more than the Young Bucks right now. Like FTR, because they have their own fucking they have to they have to respect their daddy's uh TV show. And it's about time because they didn't fucking wrestle at all. With the tag belt, yeah, they were like, came along. So, and then like no. Aussie Open, but no, like those are the only Bucks. two tag teams that wrestle like more than the Bucks. Like, what are we talking about here? <laughs> Kenny, Kenny, definitely. I don't. I'm, yeah, I'm the Kenny thing, I can't argue. Booking. I, I have, I have no case for that. I don't know what the fuck's going on there. I'm not, I'm not sure what's going on with Kenny. Yeah, I've got, I've got my questions. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mushin Iqbal Raja, one pound ninety-nine. Appreciate thoughts on all in attendance. I assume this is about the uh, the turn the turnstile number that came out as what is it seventy-two two sixty-five? I think it was around. It was in that. It was in that region anyway. But yeah, turnstile number is a turnstile number. I think the reason why it became such a big a uh, topic of discourse was because when. Before All In, when they were selling all the tickets and we were just getting all the ticket updates off WrestleTix, the number that everyone was like targeting was the 80,709 from WrestleMania 32, mm-hmm. which is the turnstile number because that was like the only number that people really had to go off because WWE announced like 110,000 or some bullshit, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. And then from the public records, from the, um, from the earnings report, it was like... It was like a really wide range of like seventy three thousand to eighty four thousand, which obviously you can't really put a singular number mm-hmm. on that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you could work out like the median number or something like that, but even still, so that was the number of people going off the eighty thousand seven hundred and nine for WrestleMania thirty two in Texas, and um, you know, obviously now the turnstile numbers came out for All In. Everyone's trying to get the leaks back. You know, everyone, everyone, everyone's trying to be like, oh, well, we didn't beat WrestleMania 32. But, you know, as WrestleNomics pointed out, uh, and it was pointed out to them by a source that, you know, the usually the turnstile number at Wembley Stadium for an event is usually around 10. What was it? It's, um, it's only like 80, 80, 90% of the number. Mm-hmm. So in reality, the actual attendance probably is close or exactly right to what Tony Khan um, yeah. announced as the paid attendance. So uh, 
again, I think that's the reason why there's been such a lot of discourse about it because there was so much focus on the WrestleMania yeah. 32 turnstile number. So if we can, if we're going to take the turnstile numbers as fact, and that's how you look at things, then cool, fair enough. You can set, you can take that win for WWE if you want, yeah. but um, but if you was one of those people, it's just funny with AEW fans because some of the AEW fans were like focus on the turnstile number and now that it's the aw all in turnstile number they don't want to know so if you're one of those mm-hmm. people or kind of like you've got to question yourself you know but yeah you know if you're uh it's a turnstile number it's it's a like, number the thing with <laughs> wembley stadium as well this is just like my experience with it because i've been to wembley stadium loads though half the times the things fucking fail and they just let you in through the side doors next to the turnstiles like mm-hmm. because of the, they, the scan just aren't working yeah. so it just, it's like, you've got to take those sort of numbers with a grain of salt. And I would say that for WWE, if they ran there as well, this isn't a bias. That's just my experience with Wembley Stadium. I've been there like six or seven times, and I think I've successfully scanned a ticket like three of those occasions. So it's just a bit shit. <laughs> Shout out England, you know. Shout out. We like to try to do things properly. But yeah, if yeah. If, um, if, t- if you are a turnstile number kind of guy, then fair enough. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. For like bringing this up as much as I've seen brought up on the internet the past day or so, but if um if you're not if you're not a turnstile person and that wasn't the and that wasn't the number that you was focused on in the lead up to this, then yeah, fair enough. Ignore this turnstile number. But if you're gonna if you're gonna focus on the thirty two turnstile number, but not this one, then obviously that's ridiculous. And you know, <laughs> I, I I get there. There are people that are just really into numbers. Like outside of wrestling, like just like they see numbers, they're interested, they want to know what goes behind that, all that. Cool, bro. Have your fucking hobbies. But outside of that, if if AEW having a turnstile number not matching the tickets sold, like upset you to a crazy degree or elated you to a crazy Keeps degree, you up at night. <laughs> I'm I'm here to tell you. So please get another fucking hobby, bro. Because this is this is a disgusting. Like even like even like the drones dunking on like AEW, bro. Like they're gonna get a billion dollar rights, uh, media rights in, uh, deal. It's coming, bro. It's gonna fucking happen. And and mm-hmm. the fucking and, and and the and the AEW fleet that are like, oh my god, what's going on with the dub? Like TK, don't tell me you lied to us, big bro. They're gonna get a fucking billion dollar deal, bro. It's gonna be fine. Like, stop, stop, bro. Stop obsessing over. It doesn't fucking matter. Who cares? Who gives a fuck, bro? The Eagles kick off in thirty minutes. Please watch football. Get another hobby. Please. <laughs> now, I think uh, you care about wrestling to a disgusting degree. I think uh, I think the one thing I will say about that though, which is uh, that absolutely applies. Um, for most cases, anyway, I think a lot of focus on this is because it's this is about the number, you know, like this is this is to do with like the number for the highest paid attendance or highest attending wrestling show of all time. So the two fan bases both want the record so bad, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I, I don't, I don't care to argue, bro. AW, whether whether like ten k people just whether all the fucking turnstiles failed. And there was really eight thousand hundred billion people in there, or <laughs> or AW sold the tickets, and then ten k people decided, you know what, AW is actually really fucking shit, and I'm not going to show up to this show that I paid for. 
They still sold the tickets either way, bro. So there's no grand conspiracy. Still got the gate, brother. M MDB nine nine nine. There's no AW got caught capping in the chat, bro. They, they didn't lie. They sold the fucking tickets, bro. Like the, they sold the tickets. Mm -hmm. It is what it is, man. I don't I don't know what to tell you. Cry, I guess. I don't, know. <laughs> don't cry. Celebrate. Either one. Do something. Just be normal just, about it. Just put the phone down for a minute. Yeah, as soon as, as soon as uh, I saw the WrestleNomics post and then got to check out like the uh, the Brent Borough Council, like them putting <laughs> it out there, the turnstile number and stuff, the local government, the local council, should I say? As mm. soon as I, as soon as I tweeted it on the WrestlePurist account, it's like one of the first replies was like sarcastically, like I'm sure this is going to lead to a really rational, level-headed conversation. It's just like I knew that when tweeting well, I, it, like, I saw, people I are going to be weird <laughs> for the next. Mm -hmm. Two days I, about saw, I saw the Resonomics tweet, right, Monty? And it had, like, no traction. And then I saw you tweeted it, and it had, like, 500 likes in, like, five minutes. And I just <laughs> scrolled as hard as I fucking can. I was like, get me the fuck away from this tweet. Because I don't want nothing. I don't fucking care, bro. Who cares about this shit, bro? Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Bro, that, that coming out, the Jade news coming out, and then the PWI list dropping in the same 24 oh hours. It has been a hell of a day on Twitter. They had a nice little three-peat. They I, really I, did. I, I, I love how these lists and awards only matter when, when their guy's on top. I have to respect it. I have to fucking respect it. Yeah, there is a part of it you've kind of got to respect. I have to pop, bro. Yeah. Bro, the, that, that, that Friday after the after the Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes telling the cell match, bro, them, them throwing a fucking parade? Because mm. Uncle Dave gave him that, that five-star they was begging for so fucking bad. After after a decade of saying five stars don't mean anything, like are you people not fucking? You people not have any shame, bro? Like, you don't have any fucking shame. Kind of based. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I saw like, uh, the match. I saw like the first five minutes. Of it. You did something else. <laughs> no, we got a couple more super chats. Keep them coming in though. Like I said, any takes, any questions, anything like that, get them into us. Uh, Will Chisholm, as always, appreciate you with the five dollars. If this Jay stuff is true, Tony will never push a woman like Jade again. I don't think he will anyway. Yeah, I don't think he will really anyway. I don't think he will anyway. I don't think it was his idea to push Jade like that. I think it was fucking Cody's idea. Mm. Aaron Blim, one ninety nine, appreciate you very much, brother. Uh Seth Thanks. number one when he's got six guys on his show better six than him. Generous. It's more like let's, let's round that up to a dozen. <laughs> How many people am I taking over Seth Rollins, bro? How many people are you taking over Seth Rollins? <laughs> the roster, we ain't got enough time for that. <laughs> Yo, continue the show. I'm just, I'm just gonna look. I'm, a, I'm gonna do a quiet little count. Time. More. Right, bro, um, on the same show. It's raps. Like, listen, we'll get to this list. Uh, yeah. But next on Dynamite, we hear from Jericho. Well. It was a Soraya and Ruby. They uh, do like a backstage interview of Renee, of course, after Tony Storm just won the number one contenders match. And of course, there is, you know, all the. They're, they're, they're just fed up of Tony Storm's shit at this point, Soraya and Ruby are. But uh, yeah, anyway, next up, we hear from Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara. And, you know, it starts. Obviously, they've already got the match booked for next week at Grand Slam. It's like two friends wrestling, how it's been uh, portrayed. And, you know, the start off by stroking each other's egos, putting each other over. Uh, but Sammy Guevara basically switches it up and he's like, I didn't get into wrestling to be someone's sidekick, to be your sidekick or anyone's sidekick. He wants to be looked at like Max, Danielson and Chris Jericho himself. And 
You know, he, he wants to step out of his shadow, but Jericho does not think he will ever be ready to beat Chris Jericho, you know, and things get a little bit tense, they have a little handshake and a bit of a face-to-face stare off, and, uh, you know, not a bad not a bad segment, not a bad segment, but, um, again, it wasn't, like, the most heated thing, blame as much of that as you want on the crowd or whatever, but um, it wasn't really heated, but it wasn't a bad segment, was it, Ayo? Oh, I liked it. I liked it. Maybe yeah. I might be biased because I like both performers a lot. You do. But, <laughs> you have um, been known for that. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm known to be unbiased, actually, Monty. <laughs> but sometimes, sometimes it just seeps in. By the way, I got my account, and it's 14 wrestlers I take over Seth Seth weekend. I'm going to spit them off real fast because I, I remember most of them. Charlie's just lagged out. So. Charlie's lagged out, so I'm going to do this bit real fast. We have. Tell me how many you disagree with. Chad Gable, Cody Rhodes. Uh, Drew McIntyre, Finn Balor. You, you're definitely gonna disagree with Finn. Uh, Walter. Um, I'm not gonna include anybody else from Imperium. Jay Uso, Kevin Owens. I'm taking Gargano over him. Um, who else? <laughs> I'm taking Gargano over him, bro. Uh, who else? After Ricochet. the conversation we had before we went live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after, yeah. That's that's how that's how you know I really don't like this nigga Seth, bro. Um, what else? Uh, Champa. Um, and I'm taking New Day 14, baby. Hmm, <laughs> Gargano is crazy. Uh, um, Gargano is, uh, bro, that was, a, that was a wild blur, bro. I was looking at it, I was like, I'm taking, I'm taking Gargano. Oh, yeah, I'm taking Gargano over this nigga. <laughs> oh, man, but yeah, we just, uh, that's Ayo's list of better than Seth. And that's, um, just, that's just Monday Night Raw. It is, it is, it is his own show. Um, you know, we're gonna keep, we'll keep it moving with the Dynamite review. I think, I think Charlie. Sometimes a computer just crashes on her, and she just gets completely owned. You know, and Same I think that's what. She needs a new laptop. Yes. <laughs> Next up, we had MJF Adam Cole promo pre-chat promo, and it's about you know who's gonna win tonight in the tournament final and face MJF at Grand Slam, and he's cutting a promo on both of them. Adam Cole kind of looks awkward as he's uh, ripping into Roderick Strong, as you can imagine. You know, Cole's been slightly conflicted with conflicted with all this MJF and Roderick Strong stuff. And then MJF, when he gets to Samoa Joe, he, 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 he gives us a bit of Steiner math, some MJF, some Maxwell Jacob Friedman That's math, cool. and he does his own version of the Steiner math promo. Nails it. Not sure how many takes it took, but he absolutely nailed it. And uh, yeah, man, people loved the AO. People loved the Friedman math. What did you think of it? It popped me. I was in. <laughs> yeah. Like usually, usually when people do that shit, you see it coming from a mile away. That shit came out of nowhere. I was like, I was like, is he really doing this? Is he really? And he like he committed to the bit. He did the whole fucking speech. It, it was good shit, bro. I like I, this 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 AO era of me being an MJF fan is is crazy. Bro, like who, who, who would have thought, Monty? Who would have ever fucking thought I'd be an MJF fan? All you had to do was basically become babyface and completely change who we was, you know. <laughs> Bro, all, literally, all you had to do, just stop, stop with the fucking Reddit incel shit, and and we, we, we mm. would cool, bro. And that was, I think that was the main thought. Yeah. If if he goes yeah. back, bro, MJF, I'm turning my back on you again. But I'm all, I'm gonna pray that you don't. But. It's yeah, cliche, he's just got really tired, and so just... fucking tired. You're doing the same thing every week, bro. But um and for twenty minutes every fucking week. But um 
it was good. I really liked that he explained that he wasn't going to be here tonight. There were still people on the Twitch watch along. Talking about, why is MJF not coming out for the save? Bro, he, he, he just said in the pre-tape that he's, he, he's not in Cincinnati. <laughs> guys. Like, he, he wasn't in the building. Uh, it was a pre-tape from the week prior. But, um... Yeah, it was, it was good shit. Better Than You, baby continues to be uh, one of my favorite things in wrestling right now. Um, I, I still don't know where it fucking closes, but, you know, they're doing their thing. I, I'm surprised there's no... I, I thought they were going for Roddy versus Cole at, at Grand Slam. Like, I thought this was that's where this was headed, but apparently not. They're gonna, uh, Roddy's going to keep gaslighting Cole. Um, what do you think? Where do you think they blow this off, Monty? I think they're going. They're going to go the long game, and it's probably going to get blown off at full gear. In November. The entire angle, uh, like better than you, Bebe, or just Roddy versus. Oh no! I just thought that. No, just the um the, the entire thing. Like, I think not like, the last MJF call match will be at full gear. Yeah. Um. Ah, uh, I, I don't know, man. I just I, I hope that they have some really cool stuff planned. You know, like last night was a nice little pop, and it kind of kept the. Uh, Right. The people that were tuning in, hoping for your MJF and Cole stuff, like it, it, you know, it scratched that itch for them. Because right. even though it was a pre-tape, like you know, MJF managed to do something really cool and viral, you know. So um, we got that out of it. But hopefully, and we know we we know that people in AEW have kept a keen eye on this bloodline stuff, and I hope they kind of learn from that, and it don't yeah. get to a point where they're just spinning the wheels right. with this storyline. Obviously, it's very different because the Bloodline storyline's been going on for, what, like, three years? This has been going on for, like, three months, you know? Going, but, going on fucking four years because it was, what, summer 2020? Yeah, summer 2020. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, very different in that sense, but you can still spin, you can still get caught kind of lacking and spinning your wheels and everything. So, hopefully, it's all carefully planned out and they've got some cool stuff planned and there's not too many pre-tapes, even if they are cool ones like the were last night, so... But yeah, I think I think this whole thing goes to full gear. I think it goes all the way. If it goes any further than that, then I may uh, I may get spiteful, you know. <laughs> I, I will say, I, I, while I don't disagree with that with that logic, I will say I I was thinking I would get spiteful if this continued past all in, and now I'm just thinking if this if this ended at all in, you just you missed you you missed out on a major opportunity. But so, yeah, all in was a bit earlier. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll cross that bridge when I get there. I don't know when I don't like this shit anymore. When I don't like it anymore. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. Uh, next on Dynamite: Hangman Adam Page versus Brian Cage. Third time that they've mixed it up in AEW. Very, very nice match. Very, very nice match. It wasn't a, you know, it wasn't a five star spectacular, but it was really good. It was really good. Really good. Uh, team, man. Um, good stuff, man. So, so Strickland came up midway, caused a few distractions for Page, put him off a couple of times, but you know, he's yeah, on the fucking top of the ramp. Mm-hmm. Page, you know, Page managed to come through, get the win in the end. Uh, he cuts an out of breath promo on Swerve, could barely make out a lot of what he was saying. At one point, he said <laughs> that Swerve's got no balls. He said uh, his balls was in Prince, was in uh, Prince Donna's birth. <laughs> uh, the delivery was just kind of. Yeah. I, I actually but really you, you can let it slide because it was straight after a match, you know. Yeah, he was, he was just shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it popped me in the match as well when uh, he goes for the six one nine, and he nearly fucking gets tangled up in the ropes and shit. 
And like you don't you don't just kind of like act oblivious to like the near botch that happened, yeah. you know, like he kind of smiles it off to the crowd and stuff yeah, and know, he, he baby faces it really well. Um Hangman's great, man. Hangman is great. What a talent, Ron. I, I have to deal I have to deal with fucking bricks in my ear telling me that he's not him every fucking day like Monty, bro. He's fucking Hangman he's great, Page, man. bro. Oh my he, Hangman Page is one of the greatest wrestlers to ever be born in America. Ever. Well I'ma fucking say it, bro. I'ma fucking ever. <laughs> ever. It is what it is, man. Yeah, Folks and opinions at IOs and IOs only. Look. My, <laughs> as, as people, yo, people at me on Twitter, Monty, and they're just like, yo, am I allowed to have this opinion? <laughs> I'm like, you're a grown ass man, bro. You're allowed to think whatever the fuck you want. There we go. We got Charlie back. Yo, I promise you're allowed to think whatever you want, bro. It's going to be all right. Charlie, did your computer just decide to die? Again. Bro, my, the whole Wi-Fi just crashed. Like, I was sat looking oh, at the okay. box because the light was flashing on it. I was just like, it's going to crash any minute. And I was literally just about to say BRB, and it went. I was like, sick. <laughs> well, you came at the right time. We're talking about Hangman Adam Page versus right. Brian oh, Cage. So, oh, uh, good match, wasn't it, Charlie? It was. It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it a lot. I don't think it was their best match together. I think the Double or Nothing one was better. Because yeah, I've mm-hmm. watched that. I watched that, like, the other day. But no, I enjoyed it a lot. It was a good TV match. It was. It was. It was nice. It was like I said. It wasn't anything like spectacular, but it was really mm-hmm. good, nice TV match. You know, and you know, we got like I said, he, he cut a promo on Swerve, and them two went back and forth, and Swerve basically said that the gist of it of what we got, where we ended up, was Swerve wants Hangman in his hometown of Seattle at Wrestle Dream, yeah. big yeah. big match. Of course, the direction that we was all expecting it to go. Judging from last yeah. week, and yeah, man, Wrestle Dream, Swerve, big match, huge match for Swerve, probably the biggest of his career. Um, yeah. As a singles, anyway, of course, the Wembley match, you know, in yeah. there with Sting at Wembley is like crazy, you know, but um, yeah. as a singles, probably this is probably the biggest singles match of his career. Bro, is this, this um, is his first, fucking first singles pay per view match, isn't he? In AEW. That sounds right, but. I'm not a, kind of I'm not a statistics guy. Yeah, that, that is kind of crazy. Either. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it sounds it sounds right though. That's crazy. <laughs> it sounds right. Um, but yes, yeah, twelve versus hangman. That's what we're getting. That it got made official a bit later. Uh, then later backstage, we had Daniel Garcia interviewed by Renee, and she's trying. She's about to interview him and Daniel Garcia is putting himself over talking about like how he goes viral how yeah. the crowd loves him and he's yeah. dancing yeah. he's talking he's talking that real bro he's talking to the fucking booker he's just he's frustrated but he actually came out genuinely you know it was a good little promo from him but then he's interrupted by Don Cali that fucking piece of shit he uh and he's trying to poach him He's trying to poach him, as we, uh, me and Ayo mentioned a bit earlier on. But Daniel Garcia is not interested, and he does the dance in his face, and we all popped for it on Twitter. And he, yeah. uh, I won't say he went viral again, but you know, we, we was all posting about him. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, DG man, um, big fans. I don't know if Don Callis is going to be able to convince him. I don't know where they're going with this, but hopefully, 
We get more Daniel Garcia's as singles, you know. Um, yeah, because wasn't the rumor that uh, Garcia was meant to face Osprey at Supercard of Honor? Was that where the Tanahashi match happened? Yes. Yeah, because <laughs> I think it was originally meant to be Osprey, and then he got injured in the New Japan Cup. Oh, okay. That's what I can confirm to you. It was not a rumor. It was booked. Yeah. I can't mm. remember how public that information was. That's what Wrestling Tan is still really cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, no. Wrestling Tan actually was still a big moment for him and one yeah, that people huge. don't really talk about enough. But, yeah. It's just interesting how it plays into this whole Don Callis thing. Bro, like, I tweeted about it earlier. Give, give Garcia something to fucking do, bro. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. when, he, when, when he was the fucking Black Trunks shitty little boots wrestler, bro, that everybody cried about having no fucking personality but was a really good worker... TK had him on fucking TV all the time in big spots, wrestling big dogs, multiple main events against Mox, main event against fucking Dragon, bro. Was in there, like, was fucking swimming with them, bro. Like, mm-hmm. they weren't carrying him for shit. And, and, the, and, the, and the quarters, and the main events was drawing, too. Like, they were doing good numbers. It wasn't no fucking Nick Wayne versus Darby Allen, where Darby's a star who, who draws, and the fucking ratings tank. And I'm not even taking a shot at Nick Wayne, because I like him. I'm, I'm like a certain Brit up here. But I, I like Nick Wayne, but, you know, some people just aren't ready for that spot, and Garcia is. So fucking yeah. do something with him, bro. He was in the best angle in AEW last summer. With 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 uh, mm-hmm. Danielson and Jericho, bro, and it's just, and and Jericho Jericho won Garcia, and it's just like, all right, um, I see I see where y'all was going for the story, but what the fuck is that done for Danny's career? Got him ready for WWE or something? Like, do something with this nigga, bro. Like, I don't want to yeah. have this same conversation about another young talent with a very promising future going to Stanford in a couple months. I don't want to do it. Yep. Going Florida, brother. Oh, <laughs> I, I almost, I almost got us. I almost got um, on the platform, but I'm quick on my feet here. Stop what I have to say. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> speaking of Nick Wayne, tag teams with Darby Wayne here takes on 2.0. Matt Menard got some nice reactions, man. A couple of daddy magic chants and stuff like that, you know. Uh, people like people like Matt Menard and 2.0, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of wish that, like, I'm not saying they should be going on, you know, a tag title run or anything, but like, people like them and people take to them and, you know, uh, they probably won't. I'm not saying they need to be wrestling every week or anything, but we're probably not going to see them wrestle again for, like, fucking <laughs> however long. They're um, in a rampage match, I'm pretty sure. I was going to say I'm Dynamite, but who the rest oh, on Rampage? Uh, they might not be in a Rampage. That might have been last they're, week. They're, they're, they're wrestling on Rampage sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't actually watch Rampage live anymore. Um, I can't, I just, I just, it's t- you know what it is, Charlie? Honestly, it's because it's, it's not even because, like, oh, it's just an hour show and it's not, you know, it's not the most, like, um, marquee show that they do by mm. any means. It's mm. like... After you finish SmackDown, I'm already struggling at the end of SmackDown at 3 a.m. in the morning. It's like, oh, I've got another yeah. hour. Like, it's, it's, it's Bro, I don't even much. really watch Rampage I haven't even watched the Bucks Rampage match yet. Like, that is oh. how tapped out of Rampage I am. It's really oh, bad. Oh, dare Rampage. you, Charlie. Rampage I know, fake fan. has been a lot better. 
last couple. Yeah. I've heard. I've heard. I've heard. I, I want to. There's a couple of matches that I need to check out. So I haven't watched the Hangman match from Rampage like a couple of weeks ago. Like Brian Keith. Well, I do I'm like Brian Keith. Was that a Rampage? Yeah, that was Rampage. Yeah, Rampage. Did you, did you see that match, Marty? Uh, no. I was, I was actually no. surprised they, they didn't really let him get his shit in. It wasn't a squash, but, like, he didn't really get to show off his offense or anything. Like, hey, man, I, man, I, just, like, I might have thought, I might have thought, I don't know. I don't know. But that says a lot, doesn't it? No. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, this this match was, uh, I guess it was pretty inoffensive. Uh, yeah. I don't think this match was announced before the show unless Tony no. Khan done a tweet. And, uh, you know, the crowd is always going to pop for Derby. Um, you know, kept it, they kept it short and sweet. And uh, I still have my reservations about Nick Wayne. He can do all the set pieces and stuff. I thought the finish mm-hmm. was really cool with the moonsault to the outside that Sam Thomas Coffin dropped. And yeah. He's, he's very, you know, he, he's very good and athletic in that sense, Nick Wayne. He's at the set pieces and stuff like that. And I guess if he's... Um, if his matches have enough good set pieces that are smartly placed in them, then he can have really good matches as well. But I just think his like his transitions and his bits in between are just kind of a uh... he's fucking eighteen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's, like, that's, that's as cool thing, as it yeah. is for him, like getting this contract and like being like thrown into like these big storylines straight away. It's also kind of crazy because he, yeah, like he's eighteen. Like I, I I'm happy for this. him, but. Don't pull the plug on this, right? Whatever you're mm-hmm. planning to do with this, go ahead and do it. Yeah. And then let's get him off TV. Let him be. Let him be Christian's Jungle Boy 2.0. If that's what they're gonna do. But <clears throat> have him wrestling on Ring of Honor consistently and against yeah. act like real vets, not against fucking indie shitters. And then let him let him keep getting better. Like get used to fucking... That's the sort of shit... Like Matt Sidell and Christopher Daniels. That's the sort of shit that I always hoped, like, Ring of Honor would be kind of trying to pull off down, like, with it, like, not be, not even become a full developmental, but when you've got someone like Nick Wayne and you can be like, oh, go wrestle Christopher Daniels and you can go out there for 15 Mm -hmm. minutes, you know, like, get your shit off, learn what you can out there, you know, let Chris, let Daniels kind of, like, you know, lead you through a match and da 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 and that sort of shit where, you know, the young talent that have got promising potential but not might not be, like, the perfect polished product for TV yet. They can get the reps in and get more polished working with your... Uh... I keep saying Daniels because that's the only one I can think of off the top of my head. <laughs> but, like, people like that, you yeah, know. Yeah, they're um... fucking Hollywood home, bro. Bro, like Nick Wayne learning from people like Christopher Daniels and like Matt Seidel and yeah, there's Seidel's other ring of honor one. names. Like the, there's other people there. Cole I know Cabana, there is, but like all those guys. Oh, look at my face. It's so fucking disgusting. But yeah, like get him in there. In... I like Nick. I think he's really talented. Yeah. I don't think he's a TV wrestler right now. Who fucking he's... is at 18 years old? He's not. But... He he went straight off of like a huge indie run straight into like weekly TV. Right. And like you can tell he's taking time to Bro, transition and it's like the chat it's not the worst thing because some of the stuff right with now. Derby does hide it but the singles match was a choice for a main event last week. Someone called him the white scripts. That's crazy. That's nasty. <laughs> That's really nasty. Scripps is 5'3 and 300 pounds. That's crazy. So like, why would you say that? 
Why would you say I that, think... bro? That's fucked up. I think it's just just lashing out, you know? Yeah, it's just, just spiteful, bro. <laughs> just spiteful. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, but anyway, after that. <laughs> Uh, we got the Excalibur announcements. Um, any announcements that you want to kind of uh, point out? Dark, um, Swirl Strickland versus Hangman Page is made official for Wrestle Dream. Uh, I don't actually have the list in front of me, so I don't actually know everything else that got announced. Um, just the Grand Slam stuff that we already know. We got Phoenix versus Marks. We've got the women's title match, which is Soraya versus Tony. Got Max versus no, you've got Claudio versus Eddie, and you've got the World Title match, which obviously we now know is Samoa Joe versus. Yeah, so I got it um, right now. Uh, Clyde and uh, Jericho versus Sammy. Yeah, Sammy versus. Mm, that's the one that I missed. MJF Joe, Sorry, Tony Storm, Max versus Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Good card it's on paper, actually, man. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's good a good. Um, bro, this is some card. My, yo, John Moxley versus Ray Fiends. That's how you. That's. That's that's how you get me seated for a television program. <laughs> That's inspired booking. I know, like, it makes sense story wise, and they've really had a match this year, but it's still inspired booking because it's going to be a great match. Loki, it's time for the Lucha Bros to go their separate ways. They've won the yeah. AW Tag Team Championships, they've won the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships. Let's get them in uh, some singles programs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. They're so much better as singles, bro. They keep teasing, I... like, the Death Triangle stuff, and then Pat keeps getting injured. Yeah, or just fucking <laughs> off. Back to fucking New pa- Newcastle yeah. for a hard time. Living Norris, brother, you know? Um, Living in this fucking castle up there, bro. This fucking in, the... <laughs> in the AEW Dynamite main event, we have the final of the Grand Slam Eliminator tournament to earn a chance at MJF's AEW World Championship at the aforementioned AEW Dynamite Grand Slam at the great Afrashi Stadium. Um, good match. Smojo gets the win in the end. Good match as expected. Great match as expected. I, I got, I got Physical. Go on. I, was, I was disappointed by this match. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't quite get the time that they needed. I didn't realise they were going to no. do as much of an angle at the end as they it did. Is. Where the angle? Bro, bro like, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, thought, I thought they were going to build on the collision match. I thought they were going to hit harder, get more shit in. Mm-hmm. And they just... Did it? They low key got less shit in. I was surprised. I, I did like the match a lot though. I I, I really yeah. enjoyed the match. But but rewatching it this morning, I was just like, "Hey man, I don't, don't collision match kind yeah. of shakes on this one." <clears throat> yeah, the collision match was better, but yeah, I think it's just because the angle. They had so much plan for the angle at the end. I guess yeah. that's what they really wanted to drive home with it. And for the time that they were out there, it was really good. And of course, it was really physical and stuff right. because of course it was. It's Roddy and Samoa Joe, you know, and they did some cool spots and stuff and. Roddy got some good heat and uh sort of joke points as well. It was it was a good time, but it wasn't you know, the collision match was better and it, it didn't um you know, it wasn't like a step up from the collision match like you may have hoped. Yeah, that's what, that's what I was expecting. Yeah. Because um, yeah. uh, like when, when when their music hit, it was like nine twenty five. I was like, Oh shit, we're getting time like that? No. No. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm. Yeah, same, same. No, when it finished, I was like, fuck, we're getting like a five... I looked at the time, I was like, we're getting like a five-minute angle here. Yeah. <laughs> what's going we were on? mad confused on the live stream, because it ended, and we were just like, wait, 
Like, was it meant to end there? And then they did all the shit with the angles. Because so. yeah. apparently SmackDown ending at like 9.57 is just a thing that happens now. I didn't yeah, that does. That. Yeah, because especially with like Raw as well, because of you know they've got fucking three hours to work yeah. with. So you know, but yeah, sometimes you know, like just like a normal TV show, it's like if it, a normal TV show ends at like fifty-seven, fifty-eight, it's like it's business as usual. Whereas mm-hmm. AEW, man, they're <laughs> they're right up to the end. Like yeah, sometimes even to their uh, disadvantage. You know, because mm-hmm. they can't let certain moments breathe at the end of the right. show like they're supposed to, and they just go straight off air, and you yeah, go straight into like WCW before though, right? Like mid sentence, oh, we're off air. Is that a rap? I don't know. I don't think they have. Okay. I don't think they have. They've come close though. Yeah, they have. They have. Yeah, they have. close. But yeah, talking of this long angle, Samojo gets on the mat. Gets on the mic. After his win, and he does the whole old oh, Max, and he calls him a kid again, and he takes a few shots at him, and says that he's going to take everything that he loves that he has away from him, including the AW World Championship. Um, Colton, after after this, Mojo goes to walk to the back, and Roddy in the kingdom, and the, you know, kingdom are ch- checking on Roddy, and he's, uh, you know, he, he seems like he's coming around, you know, he seems like he's coming around, but then. <laughs> and Adam Cole comes out to check on Roddy Strong and he starts selling his neck he takes a flat back bump he's rolling around on the floor screaming for Adam 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 <laughs> he gets <laughs> they put him on a stretch they put him on a stretcher and everything and he's saying Adam I can't see you <laughs> he's just doing serious performance art you know um yeah, the Cole and the Kingdom are like arguing over this oh, performing artistic Roddy Strong bro, the on the stretcher. Kingdom, the you know? Kingdom don't get enough credit for how well they are playing this whole thing straight. Yeah, because yeah, Roddy's, yeah, Roddy's, Roddy's being so fucking ridiculous, and the Kingdom are just like, "Do you see what you're fucking doing, all?" <laughs> <laughs> they really so embrace their roles in this story. It's fucking beast. Oh man, but yeah, that was a. Uh... Fun time. And then, uh, you know, Cole and the Kingdom are arguing as they're going up the ramp with Roddy and stuff. And Smojo appears again, chokes out Adam Cole, MJF's best friend, you know. Chokes him out, leaves in lane. Joe reminds us that he's going to take everything away from MJF. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe comes off looking like a monster again. Mm-hmm. Every time he gets a chance in the post-match angle, any kind of angle or brawl or segment, he always comes off so well. Um I fucking love Samoa Joe, man. He's one of my favourite wrestlers so ever. But yeah, a lot of anger after this, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. A lot of anger. A lot of anger. Once it played out, I was mad at it. Yeah. Him, kill, him killing Adam Cole. And it's just deflating all of this. on top of him and, and flexing on top of the ramp. I was like, yes, this is this is what Tony Khan signed Samoa Joe for, bro. This is mm-hmm. a moment right here, bro. Real wrestler doing real wrestler shit. So fucking good. <laughs> I love Joe, man. Uh, but yeah, fired up for this MJF versus Small Joe match. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's gonna be good. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how Wrestle Dream plays out. We'll see how Grand Slam next week plays out because they've got a good card on paper, so they should be having mm-hmm. a legendary night. And it's not, you know, I know there will be like some talk about the uh, again attendances, and you know, I guess it is worth bringing up because you know the first time AEW done the Arthur Ashe and had that great. 
Danielson versus Omega match, you know, the one that we mm. all remember that went to a time limit draw. That's 20,000 people in there, bro, over 20,000 yeah. people. Yeah. The next year they came back, and, and it was a substantial drop. What you know, it was a substantial drop to like, I think it's like 12, 13. Yeah. So that's a substantial drop, you know, but because it's still 12, 13 people, it kind of got brushed under the rug by like the AEW yeah. rifle because it's still 12, 13,000 people. Does, yeah. It, yeah, it's still a big event for them and everything. So it kind of gets brushed aside and come around this year, bro. And they haven't even cracked 10. Not ten. They haven't even cracked eight. They haven't cracked seven. Yeah, if, if, if just over six. If I'm AEW and we crack eight, I'm I'm ecstatic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, at this I'm, point, I'm yeah. even with the loaded card, yeah. at this point, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Because like, the last ticket update was six thousand something. Okay, yeah. I'm on. Uh, I'm on cage match. Uh, Grand Slam two did uh, thirteen thousand eight hundred. So around fourteen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, substantial brought us still. It was a substantial drop off, but it was still like 13, yeah. 14,000 people. Yeah. So it was still seen as like a win, you know? Yeah. It's a double taping as well because they do the Grand Slam Rampage as well. Yeah, and, they haven't, and we don't know anything for that. For that and people know it's a double taping. Yeah. So, like, even with like only selling 6K tickets, how many of those people are going to stick around for another two hours? Like, they. The way that they, the fact that they haven't announced anything for, for Rampage yet, is a bit scary. Like, if, mm-hmm. I'm getting, I'm getting everything on that fucking card, bro. If, yeah. if I'm Tony Khan, like, it, it might not get eight people, eight K people in there, but at least I fucking try. Like, you yeah, gotta say like, you fucking try, bro. You're a fucking wrestling promoter, bro. Like, yeah. All you can do. They is need try. to set up a big stat match. They need to, yeah. Like, set up a trios match. Like, do just do something. You've Will, got plenty Willow, of Willow's people. a fucking New Yorker. What is she doing on the show? Yeah. Statlander's a New Yorker. What is she doing on the show? Have them face each other. <laughs> cool kid. Um, I actually have yeah. word from AEW. Oh, Willow is not getting another title shot until she finally wins a title. So she's not uh, losing any more title shots. Okay. So maybe that won't happen on the ground slam. <sighs> That could be very good and very bad. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, very it, good yeah, or very bad, should I say. You don't you don't want to see Willow constantly lose, but at the same time, it's just like this is what kept like this mandate is I'll what kept her off the I'll just put a belt on her on Friday, to be honest. What did what, you say, Monty? <laughs> no, I'll just put a belt on her on Saturday. You know. No, I'd make yeah, one up. <laughs> Bro, because like um, Bro, she should have beat a few now. People 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 at AW were pushing for her to be in the four way at Wembley. And mm-hmm. AW, because they have this new mandate, it's just like, we're not beating Willow anymore, like in title matches. They're just like, no. Which makes absolutely no fucking sense to me because how, she, could, she didn't have how to get do you look weak losing in a four way? Yeah. Bro, I don't know. I think, I, think, I think that's all the reaction to Willow not winning the match against Athena last time. Yeah. And it was coming off quite negative and there was quite a lot of backlash on the booking of that. So even yeah. if she did, I guess they would still have those so. sort of backlash. Yeah, there was quite a lot of backlash, to be honest. I don't know how you noticed that. I was just, I, like, my timeline was just, like, celebrating what great of a, like, how great of a match it was. From all, I didn't even see all that. Shit. It was a mix of people being, like, annoyed that Willow didn't get the big mm-hmm. moment 
and the fact that especially it meant that Athena was still match. trapped in Ring of Honor. Yeah, especially after that match. That match was great. Um, bro, get Athena on TV. Free Athena, bro. The only fucking Ring of Honor chant that's trapped there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's baffling. Like, you can't it's even say so Shibata because Shibata don't fucking pay reviews. not even. It doesn't even, even do the TV no, thing. Do you know so what I mean? Matter. Like, he does them every now and then. Oh, Yuri but... is signed, isn't he? Signed now. Did he get a graph? I can't remember. Oh. He didn't get a graph. No, yeah. I remember, I remember, I remember Tony, a... like, Tony loves talking about him and all the media scrums yeah. and shit, don't know. He, he, he yes. just re-signed with New Japan not too long ago, but, like, they haven't sent over any new LA Dojo kids, so he's kind of just, like, chilling in Los <laughs> Angeles right now. Yeah. So. I mean, because all the based. graduates are in the right. fucking Bullet Club. <laughs> Sounds very based. All power to him. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple super chats keep them coming if you've got any Drizzy Drew 199 TK's got Jimmy Jacobs and I still don't see creativity <laughs> bro between WWE and AEW like why the fuck did they decide the zombie princess is the guy that's just like oh my god like I need this guy helping me write shows like why why now, Tony, Tony was saying before uh, Brian Danielson recommended Jimmy Jacobs to him and Jimmy oh, Jacobs role is more of um it's not from the sounds of things. It's not heavy and creative. It's more so sort of, uh, helping TK with just kind of keeping him organized, helping him uh, just keeping organized with his busy schedule and stuff like okay. that. Okay. Is the way okay. he was kind of portraying it anyway. This nigga running around in his fucking tutu in TK's office is crazy. <laughs> Charlie, I know you've seen this. It's popped me because I saw a clip. Phantom FTW two pound. <laughs> Any takes on Cole Carter's milf of a gimmick and ROH? It's <laughs> I think it's so rules, funny. Wait, wait, wait! wait. He's, doing, he's doing what? He's paired with um, Maria Canellas right now, and he's just doing a milf of a gimmick, and it's the funniest shit ever. It did pop me, I can't lie. So, so they, good. They do like he's like begging her to come out to matches bit. with him and shit, yeah. like that, you know. Oh. <laughs> And he's like, he's wearing shirts that say like "I heart hot moms." It's just funny. It really does crack me up. It's not good. It, it's up, good man. shit and stuff, you know. Yeah. Evo is yeah. so cooked, bro. Please look at this shit. Like, what? What? Like, what? Like, he's not pretending like he's a fucking forty-six-year-old man. Like, hold on, I'm about to bring it up right now for y'all. Like, what is wrong? With what's he done now? Bro? Oh, like, no. what, like, what's actually wrong with him? Mid podcast, bro. Just like, like, fucking even. I've had enough backup hangman, bro. Like, what's he done? Here, look. I'm going to show y'all right now. Look at this shit. What the, what the fuck is this tweet, bro? I can't like, what did you do? How did you fucking... It's loading. It's loading. I'm okay. To to the greatest account. of all time. It's <laughs> <a> fucking <laughs> link here, bro. And they're, they're clowning him with the with the Stephen A. Smith fucking picture. Take a look, y'all. And has a fucking the, the JPEG fucking. Oh, he's brutal, bro. Like, like, what's wrong with him? Oh, I you see people don't understand, like, except for like us guys that like deal um, with this these old these old husk of a man. Bro, you know, like, fucking mm-hmm. twenty seven years old, bro. Like, why is he acting like this? And um, well, like, ideally, like he would be really like he he would know how to set up his own streams, and he he could do like solo streams where he's talking to the live mm-hmm. chat and stuff. Because we all know that Ibu loves to fucking talk, and he could right. he could fill up that time, you know. And people Absolutely. would have questions for him and stuff. And it'd be really cool if he could like independently set up his own streams and stuff. But 
bro, it's like I'm sure our audience will know this pain as well. You know when your mom's like trying to set up a new phone or some <sighs> shit, you know? Like it's very much yeah. a similar experience trying to explain mm-hmm. anything like that to me. It's crazy. He's uh... a <laughs> bit like this old man gimmick is a shoe. Like being I in Discord with Ebu sometimes and like listening to him trying to like just find matches for us to watch and like navigate just navigate Google. Like he's just I don't it's, it's get it. It's quite tragic. It's quite tragic. It is. Um Child backup hangman. We love gosh. him really. But yeah. Yeah, we reviewed AEW Dynamite. Let's talk a little bit more about this Jay Cargill thing as like an actual subject, you know. So we'll kind of just run down the reports. Of course, we've already talked about it a bit. So if we've got anything to add, we'll get to it. But yeah, it looks like Jay Cargill may be done with AEW. It was reported by Sean Massap late last night that Jay Cargill is likely finishing up with All Elite Wrestling. Um, PW Insider also added later on um, today. Saying that, according to AEW sources, the belief is that Jay Cargill's current AEW deal expires as soon as this week. There were discussions with Cargill about staying, but nothing new was ever agreed to. She is not currently slated for any other AEW appearances. Uh, Fightful Select followed up on their initial report, saying that those that we've spoken to within WWE are of the belief that her deal may be structured in a way that could see her sign imminently. There was discussion of Jay Cargill holding option years in AEW, but we've not had that confirmed. We haven't heard why specifically that Jay Cargill is looking to make a move, but one source indicated that he isn't a financially motivated decision. And uh, whilst all these reports have gone in, Dave Meltzer basically said a similar thing to what I've just read out from the PW Insider and Fox Select reports, basically backing up the reports as well. But... Raj Giri, <laughs> former owner of Wrestling Inc. And he, he has been known to know like a, he finds out little things here and there. Um and he, he seems very convinced that this is well, this, this is not going down. Yeah, but <laughs> I saw a tweet earlier, it was like I'll bet five people fifty dollars that Joe Cargill <laughs> no, stays in AEW. Like he's really playing his flag on this. Like he, he's not going for Mercedes uh, where, where he bet his career on it. He's, he's, mm. With Mercedes, he said, I'll never report wrestling news ever again if I'm wrong about this. And he ended up being right, bro. But I don't, he did. This, he I don't did. know, but SRS is, 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 he's not backing down either. Like, uh, what the fuck is his name? Raj Geary was like, who, who wants to bet that Jade stays in, in AEW? And SRS replied, I do. I, I don't know, man. I, I feel like y'all should kind of talk this out in y'all fucking DMs <laughs> instead of letting this play out on the timeline because somebody's leaving Somebody's leaving this situation looking like a fucking idiot. So, like, Raj Giri done the first tweets kind of uh, sceptical about it, like, earlier on this morning before the second, before, like, the PW Insider report came out, I believe. Yeah. And, um, you know, for whatever it's worth, like, there was kind of, like, rumours and talks going on amongst uh, some people that we'd hear about, about, like, you know, Jade is in discussions about, you know, like, she was in discussions with AEW, you know, and um, that may have been what Rajgiri heard, I don't know, and, you know, this this is touched on by the PW Insider report, uh, as I just read out, there were discussions with Cargill about staying, but nothing new was ever agreed to. So that kind of, for me, knowing going into this, that there was like kind of those rumours floating around that she was in discussions with AEW. Yeah. Um, then Raj tweeting those kind of like 
hinting that he knew something confirmed sort of thing. Uh, that's kind of that was just me kind of trying to connect two and two together. And then when I seen the PW Insider report saying that there were discussions but nothing new was ever agreed, it was kind of like, well, well, that's dead then, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so he's probably going WWE from the looks of things. And I'll be honest, I know this is the AW Dynamo review. I know we have a lot of AW fans in the live chat. The idea of Jay Cargill in WWE excites me very much. I think there's a lot of cool mm-hmm. matchups in there. Um, people have said for a very long time that Jade probably does suit the presentation and style of WWE a bit more than AEW, to put it lightly. And uh, in AEW, you know, towards the end of her run with the TBS title, you could tell that they just didn't really have many ideas for her. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it was because of the position they put themselves in booking-wise, or maybe they just don't get... Fell out of yeah, maybe they just don't get what she can be or what she could be or what she is right now. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But that being said, the idea of her going to WWE does excite me, whether that's against Rhea Ripley, whether that's against Bianca Belair, whether that's against any of the other top stars in WWE. There's a lot of cool stuff I think she can do there. And uh, I think that it won't be the worst place in the world for her to realise a large chunk of her potential. Um, yeah. I, I like it. I like I'm, it. I'm devastated by this news. I'm obviously the Fed bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't subscribe to the I Like, I'm not a fucking idiot. WWE's business is doing fucking gangbusters right now. It's insane business. Doing fucking 12K for a fucking random ass fucking SmackDown taping in, in Jerk Off Idaho and shit. Like, that, that's awesome. Like, they're doing amazing, right? But I don't subscribe to the idea that WWE is the big leagues in any sense of the word because I'm a mark and I think the internet wrestling community actually drives the entire discourse and I think we're the wrestling fans that actually matter and not the three-year-old that got a fucking hat or the parents that dragged their eight-year-olds to a show or whatever. Like, the real fucking fans, bro. So, in that sense, I feel like I feel like you're pretty much on equal footing no matter what company you go to. You just have to get your you just have to get your shit in order. That being said, so that I don't think there's a glass ceiling in AEW for for male talent. Like, but I do think there's a glass ceiling in AEW for a talent like Jade, where she's more about like aura and presentation and looks and just like May like is WWE the better fit for her? Probably. Will I be watching? No, I fucking hate that shit. But I hope she goes over there. I hope she kills it. I will be watching her pay per view matches because I, I do watch Fed pay per views because it's, it's it's just wrestling for the most part. Thank God. But um, yeah, man. I don't know. I hope she kills it, bro. But I'm I'm very disappointed. Yeah. I love Jade Cargill. I've always stand her. Always defended her. And it's not because she's extremely attractive. I shit on extremely attractive people all the fucking time. Sky Blue used to get it for me bad. Um, somebody from the <laughs> roster actually hit me up and was like, yo, can you please lay off? Like, she, she, she's kind of, like, her feelings kind of hurt. <laughs> I was just like, yo, oh she God. just got to get better, bro. <laughs> like, and I only had, like, I only had, like, 4,000 followers at the fucking time. Like, 5,000 followers, bro. But, like, like, like I, I don't fucking, like, I, I just, I really, I really think Jade, the AW had something with Jade. And I don't think they were ever. Yeah. I, I don't think they were ever gonna reach it. I don't think they're really interested in trying to find where it is. Um, Hunter fucking sucks. Maybe he won't reach it either. 
But at least it's a different set of eyes on her and trying to do something new. You know what I mean? Like, so I hope I hope she does well, bro. But I'm very disappointed. I hope I hope it's fake news. I hope she stays with the dub forever. And I hope she becomes the greatest women's wrestler of all time in AEW. But, you know, you can't always get everything you want. Mm. I think it's uh it's, it's, it, there is definitely a big strain to it, like what could have been, what Tony could have done better with her, what whoever was in charge of creative could have done better with her. And uh, one thing that I've seen, like, seen a lot from, like, you know, because you always get it when talent leave or move or anything happens. You know, you, you get you get certain parts of the fan base just coping. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, like I'm not even talking about the people who like what I was talking about earlier, like people switching up their opinion. Oh, she's bad now, or oh, she's great now. If you're a WWE fan, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about the people who are like, oh, she she probably done what she could have done in AEW. No, the fuck, bro, no, she what are you talking? She hasn't wrestled anybody on the upper car. Like, yeah, she hasn't wrestled. She hasn't wrestled. She hasn't wrestled. She hasn't wrestled. Fucking. Oh, hater. She hasn't wrestled. She hasn't wrestled a ton of people. I don't have the fucking roster open in front of me right now, but it's just like it's it's, it's just right. unfortunate, bro. If like, you look at she could have worked with like the the mainstay women they have on AEW TV at the moment, like Jay didn't wrestle like at least fifty percent of them. It's like uh, did she ever did she ever wrestle Sheeta? I don't think she did. <laughs> I think she did because I remember them kissing. I think, but uh, hold on, let me try. No, that was um. That was, I know she did it with Tay, but she did it with um. Let me see, Jay. No, she didn't wrestle. She didn't wrestle. She did. No. Not one on one. She didn't wrestle. She didn't wrestle Jay. She wrestled Rosa. She did wrestle Rosa. Yeah, she was in like a triple threat match as well with Rosa and Noella Rose, was it? Something like that. Yeah. Like we we went over during the space last night and. Shout out to everybody who, who popped out to the space, bro. We had fucking 600, over 600 people at like 4 a.m., which was That's insane. crazy. But um, SRS was fucking there. Um, hold on. Let me... Like, I went through her cage match, bro, and her top matches of all time. Her, her number one match of all time on cage match is literally the Shaq match, her first match ever. And then it's Angel, Sky Blue, <laughs> three Red Velvet matches. Ty Valkyrie, um, Billy Starks, Marina Shafir, Ty Conti. Like, she didn't even fucking scratch the surface yeah. in, in AEW, bro. <laughs> when you put it like that as well, it's, it's, it's quite true. It's quite true. And she had the title for, like, over a year. And, and, had, a fucking, had a fucking running around with Bow Wow at one point. Like. Oh, Emmy Sagra, who has trained hundreds of wrestlers, male and female, couldn't get a fucking match with her on television because she was relegated to dark for whatever reason. And I'm not even one of those. I'm not a Joshi pervert saying, oh my God, push, push Queen Emmy. Emmy for Wembley. I'm not saying that, bro, but give her a fucking, she's obviously a very good wrestler. She knows how to, how to hold a, a, a greener talent's hand through a match and make it look good. Put her on fucking television. Let her, let her wrestle three times, bro. She's also, how many times has she fucking wrestled Red Velvet? And I actually like some of those matches. I like mm-hmm. I like I like two of them a lot actually. Cage match kind of shit on them unfairly I think, but still man, the point point remains like there's a, there's there's a lot of matches that could have been made. Like yeah. Yuka was around, you could have you could have did she wrestle mm-hmm. Yuka? Um, no, she didn't. No. 
So Yuka's Yuka's around. They don't fucking put her in the ring with her, and then she just goes back to Japan. And now it's just like, all right, well, we need to get a match for Jade. What's Anna Jade doing? And that's bullshit, bro. That's fucking that's bullshit. Yeah. Hmm. Ah, man, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting because I do think she will be a heat in WWE. If I'm being completely transparent, yeah. and it'll, people are gonna have some shit to get off about that if it does play out that way, you know. Uh, what could have been? What could have been? What could have been? Uh, got a couple, couple super chats. Keep them coming, people. Keep them coming. We'll chisel five dollars. Appreciate it. It's going to look nasty to see Tony Khan dance around the Jay Cargill question. I, I, I love Jade. I've, yeah. I've always loved mm. Jade. I've, I've yeah, no, that's going to be really crazy. And um, I, I had a blast working for, with Jade for the last four years. But you know, we, you know, it's just one of those things where you, you just couldn't come to terms. And she's moved on. And, and it was stretch. It will stretch here. that out. That just even that here. chunk. And that chunk you've just said. It will stretch that out over like four minutes. And, and everybody <laughs> just like forgot what the question was, and nobody cares anymore, <laughs> like for an actual answer. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. It's a uh, Tony loves a long-winded answer, you know. He, sometimes he just gets going, you know. God bless, but whatever. Uh, we'll choose him again. Ten dollars. Appreciate you very much. Yeah. Um, I know it's not okay to assume, but if it's not many, do you believe it's because Tony wouldn't let her... No, if, let me re- restart this again. Slot title. I know it's not okay to assume, but if it's not money, do you believe it's because Tony wouldn't let her work with other AEW big stars and WWE will let Jade work with WWE talent? Mm. I, mean, I, I, don't think that's, I, think it's, I think it's all money, honestly. I think WWE threw a bag at her. And she came to AW with it, and TK was just like, "We like you a lot." You're not buying. You're not buying the line in the Sean Rossap report that uh, it's not about money. Then oh, did he? I haven't read a single one of them, honestly. <laughs> yeah, what well, apparently Sean said, according to one source close to Jade or something like that. I am paraphrasing, but uh, it's it's not, it's not a financial hmm. decision. I mean, Brandon Phillips, Jade's husband has a hundred million dollars in the bank so that makes sense but um mm-hmm. I, I don't fucking know man i don't mm-hmm. I, 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 my assumption with her not working the upper card talent was to not cuck the entire division but also make jade continue like keep her looking like a fucking monster mm-hmm. so and then yeah but it's just at the end of the day what the fuck did that even accomplish bro it accomplished fucking nothing like, i think it's uh my opinion and my speculation my assumption would be that it's not about money it's not about oh what kind of work brick baker or she like it wasn't any of that i think it was more that she had many of the same frustrations that us as fans did with her like the end of a tbs title run it feeling so yeah. just kind of like whatever and i think i, think, I genuinely think she just lost interest in working at the company to be honest yeah um and i don't blame her for that because uh the last bit of her run was very like uninspired i think that's yeah. probably the perfect word for it uninspired and uh i think that in turn made her uninspired you know and she just kind of got over it and she was just like, at, at over this bro, place was, and ready to try something now the strip was treated like a huge deal, and then at the end it yeah. was just like, "Oh well, this is this is the thing that we do with Jade." Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we send out somebody, yeah. she uh, jaded one, two, three, 
we put on the we put on the Tron. Another another win for Jade, guys. We did it. Yeah, Never I think she's just that. looking for something a bit more like something that get like excites her a bit more right. and gets to go yeah. in a bit more because Doc said that that last bit of a run in AEW was very like uninspired and just kind of like and, boring. And if that's the case, fair like, enough to her, bro. It's the same reason why Tony Storm got the fuck out of WWE. Mm-hmm. She was like, "What the fuck are they doing with me here? I gotta go." Like, and she she got up out of there. So, I, 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 I genuinely hope that she's a huge star in, in WWE. Yeah, yeah. I root for everybody black over here except for Hit Row. Ibu Ibrahim and Yang. I'll read this. Ibrahim and Yang, two thousand super chat. We appreciate you. I'll read this in your voice. <laughs> The Jade Bianca standoff or probably Moon Mountains, hunty. Um, <laughs> yeah, it'll probably be good shit, bro. You even added dialogue. <laughs> nah, he wrote it. You just don't. You just don't. You just don't see it. Invisible ink, brother. <laughs> Will Chisholm again. Appreciate your five dollars. Yeah. Uh, it's going to look funny when Tony gives Edge four million, but tries to give Jade two fifty. Jade's probably making some more than two fifty now, bro. Oh, I was gonna say this. <laughs> he said, "We call cool, right." Um, but I will say that the uh, the point you're making with the joke super chat is uh, there might be something to it, you know. There, 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 there is a kind of an issue where TK is just like, well, I've always been a fan of this wrestler my entire life, so obviously I need to employ them and make them very rich. And I, just, I don't, you, you don't need to do that, actually, TK. Like that's not a thing. Like Edge is a huge fucking star. Like you got to bring him in. Yeah. But some of these other guys, bro. Like, that's Let's, let's be for real here. And I, I don't, I'm not really interested in watching Edge wrestle. I'm really less interested in watching some kind of perverse, rated, FTR nonsense that's about to be <laughs> in collision main events. Like, I do not want to see that. Edge was right. one, one of my favorite wrestlers when I was a kid, bro. And this return run has been really bad to me. Haven't enjoyed it at all. But I'm, I'm glad he's out there doing his thing. I just need him to have a really good run in AEW to watch the Fed stand scramble about it because it will just be funny. Bro, we've we've been watching we've been watching Ruthless Aggression SmackDown, and Edge before he broke his neck was a fucking monster, bro. Yeah, <laughs> that like he was doing real spears. He wasn't fucking running and hugging and falling down. He was hitting moves. He had 15 different moves that all had Edge in the name, bro. Like, he was out there. He was out there step for step with fucking Eddie, Kurt. I'm not using their level, Ray, but he was right there with him and shit. And then, you know, he broke his neck and was just like, well, it's time for me to relax, get this character work shit off. Stop talking. Y'all got skinny fat. Um, Hold on, just bear with me. Um, I've got a little something for the listeners, I guess. Uh, all right, so following on from AO bringing up the Nick Khan memo that was sent out to WWE staff about there being, um, you know, everyone work from home, there could be potential work layoffs, etc., etc. was sent out to WWE staff. So we talked about it a bit, and there's been a update from Nick Halsman who says in his re- exclusive report that while inquiring about whether there would be also, talent releases as well as the expected staff releases, a WWE source said that major cuts are expected to the WWE main roster and NXT brand. It was not explicitly said that the cuts would be coming tomorrow, but they have been planned for some time. 
One source spoken with speculated that Endeavour could lay off a bunch of Stanford employees tomorrow and then wait to release talent at a later date, but that was pure speculation. Um, so, yeah, according to a WWE source that Nick Houseman has spoken to, there is talent releases expected as well, although they may not come it's tomorrow. Serious, serious question, Monty. Serious question. Yes. Is, is <clears throat> Houseman known to have sources outside of Punk and Punk? Yeah, 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 he's, um, yeah he's... he's Got a pretty decent reputation. He's not, he's not Sean Ross Sapp, but he's not, like, that's his bag. I was genuinely asked because the only time I that's ever fair question. Name, the only time I It's because he, yeah. a lot of it as well is that he's, he's just started his own like independent uh, like, website. Uh, who, Obviously, he he he, he he was like wrestling inks, like main oh, guy. Okay, okay, you okay. know that makes sense. Um, up until like very recently, then you know he's done other stuff as well outside like, of wrestling. Like he's been around in you know like, the industry for a minute. You know what I mean? Yeah, to um, fucking punks talking to him all the time and shit. Well, yeah, that's not like, wild punk talks. I guess because like, because it's something from like way back. You know, yeah. and uh, and uh, yeah, like he, he talks to people in the business. He's always very. He's always credentialed up. You know, he's he he talks to people, man, and you know. Uh, this, Obviously, this, I, I, I can't vouch for his reporting per se, but no, I do aggregate it because he's, you know, he, he's not ringside news or just right. like a Twitter troll. Do you know what I mean? So, um, you, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. In that sense. Saying that Bruce Pritchard was, was throwing profanities at, 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 at <laughs> Trinity and Rosario. I, <laughs> I really got people to aggregate that. <laughs> <laughs> For those that don't know the King AO lore, before I was part of Russell Pierce, I used to just throw fake news out there when when a big event happened, right? So Sasha and Naomi walked out, and I was like, "Oh my God, it's being reported that 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 uh, Bruce Pritchard was just throwing racial slurs at them left and right. It was it was getting disgusting backstage, and people were fucking backstage, and people were, were aggregating it." We made a space with a thousand people. People were coming to our space, repeating what I wrote as if it was an actual report. And I was just like, I'm sorry, I was just fucking with y'all. But those are the days. <laughs> Monty, I'm about to bring that gimmick back. That's cool. No. <laughs> it's not. I mean, I'll never forget when Manny screenshotted like a Reddit post. Oh my it was a legitimate oh, report right. from Andrew Zarian. And, and then he posted it, and then you posted it as well because it was something about whatever it was about at the time. And then Andrew Zarian saw that it blew up, and he had to quote tweet it, and there was DMs back and forth, and it was just like a whole oh Manny the Hooper is just bro, a piece man, of shit, basically. Bro, I lost twenty followers that day. Twenty followers, I'll never get back. Damn, 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 damn. Yeah, we we blame the Hooper on that one. It's like a running bit that we have, you know. We can't when Manny sends anything into the group chat or anything, Bro, like, we just don't know what to think anymore. We don't Monty, know if we can believe Monty it. Monty literally banned us from sending in like obviously fake stories into the group because we'll send in fake shit to laugh at in the WrestlePreach group chat. Monty was like, "Stop." Because Manny's going to bring this to the timeline or he's going to repeat it on Russell Pierce Worldwide as if it's fact. <laughs> I was like, yeah, fair enough. We should probably stop showing this, show Manny this shit. Oh, dude. He's, he's an animal. He's an animal. Hey, right. Uh, all right, I'm just, I'm just firing off this tweet. Nah, go ahead, brother. Get that, okay. get that ad rev going. 
fired that yeah. off, and we'll get into our final thing, the PWI 500. The top 10 was revealed. Oh, to, well, the PWI 500, PWI 500, and the whole list was revealed, but the top 10 was revealed first. So we'll just get into the top 10 because we don't have enough time to go through 500 races. <laughs> the top 10, starting from 10, was Cody Rhodes. We all know who that is, of course. Joshua Alexander, the former Impact... Uh, world champion Orange Cassidy, of course, he's big part of the uh, being the international title. Uh, Kazuchika Okada at number seven, MJF at number six, El Hio del Vikingo at number five, Gunther at number four, and in the top three, we have a shield reunion. Uh, we have John Moxley at number three, <laughs> we have Roman Reigns at number two, and we have Seth. Freaking Rollins, the world heavyweight champion, at number one. Um, Charlie, you said you looked up the criteria, so can you just quick, quick brief notes? Quick brief notes of what what are they looking for here? You know, uh, let me put it up real quick because I had it on my. What what are they? uh, What are they they going for here, Charlie? They look at um, like number of like. In ring defense or like in ring matches and singles matches, um, like it's like a certain amount in a specific in that specific time frame or at like at least ten, mm-hmm. which baffled me because I was just like, has Roman had ten singles matches in the past year? <laughs> but um, and it's like quality of opponent, like the quality of the belt that you hold, like how you just like get over in that. Sounds like they're putting a lot of stock into that new belt that Seth's got then. Yeah, yeah, it does. Fuck about that belt. What the fuck? It's not the it's it's not the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship. It's just not. It's not the Gunta. It's not the Gunta belt. It's fucking not. Like no, it's really not. Bro, like I I have my biases, but Monty, when you look at this list, you can see. When, like, why I'm saying these are obviously like fucking Fed stands, right? Like, this shit is this shit is this shit is nonsense. Yeah, it's uh, uh yeah, it's always we, we obviously we've already talked about like the lists and stuff. It's like I I struggle with actually seeing the criteria making sense now. Yeah, you know, um, it, it it literally looks like they picked one criteria. For who's going to be number one, and then another criteria for who's going to be number two, then another criteria for who's going to be number three. When not everybody's not being weighed like weighed on the same scale of what actually matters and what doesn't matter. So the the top five things that they look for is like in ring achievement, like win loss record, championships, tournaments, influence, technical ability, influence, competition. Want. Um. So like the like the quality of your opponent and activity. Why the fuck was Zack Sabre Jr. not higher on this list? Like, they must, not, they just must, they must really undervalue that uh, that title. I mean, yeah. New Japan, to be fair, New Japan has a million fucking mid-card belts at this point. But his ma- the match the match quality speaks for itself. The match mm-hmm. quantity speaks for itself. And the match opponents speak for themselves. So if you're saying all those things matter... They should matter more than the belt. Like, Cody has accomplished a fuck ton. Main event at WrestleMania. Won the Royal Rumble. No gold is number 10. 
over somebody who's been world champion pretty much this entire year in Sonata, who's been an yeah. active world champion, who's been drawing, whether you say whether you say the, the, the houses are on Sonata's back or not, he's in the main event and, and the houses are doing well. So you, yeah. you gotta you gotta pat him on the back for that shit. And I'm not a fucking Sonata fan. I refuse to write his name out, bro. I write that shit with an asterisk. But it still makes like <laughs> if if you're gonna tell me these are the criteria that matters, then y- y'all gotta show it in the rankings. Like, has Roman Reigns had ten singles matches this year? I'm about to look. Probably. Right now. I think I think he may have in that time period. But yeah. But like, not so in 2023, July, but in that time period, he has. I think. Yeah. July first, 2022, till July 31st. 2023. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'd say he probably has. Yeah, so he's probably just about had ten singles matches in that time period. Uh, I do, I do not see how you put Seth number one and Roman number two when you say kayfabe's a factor just because you know Seth is here on. Yeah, Mondays, just put Roman number one again. <laughs> just yeah. put Roman number one. Just put him number one. Yeah. That's what they done last year, and it was like. And it was fine. I think he's correct me from wrong, but like, yeah, I think I'm sure Roman was number one last year, and it was like, well, okay, it's kayfabe. Yeah, that makes all the sense in the world because Roman's Roman's been the champion for ten billion years. You know what I mean? So, like, people, people, people were more annoyed with WWE's booking than they were with uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated putting Roman at number one because they low-key had no choice. But look, I'm gonna I'm gonna look right now. Roman. Oh wait, no, Roman. Roman has not had ten singles matches. He doesn't even qualify, bro. He, That's Roman Reigns. Crazy. Roman Reigns has only had eleven singles matches since twenty twenty one. Not since twenty twenty two. Since twenty twenty one. So they must put a lot of stock in like the influence part for where they rank Roman. No, that, that's the that's Roman's whole vibes. Yeah. Also, I, I love Roman, man. <laughs> People are like, oh, Roman's only wrestled six matches this year. Yeah, because like, yeah, he can, you know. Like, like, <laughs> no one you, else in the business I, can get away with that shit. I like everything about Roman until the fucking bell rings. And I'm just like, yo, get this shit out of my fucking face. Yeah. But so I find I guess... it a miss in that sense because some, like, he has a certain way of doing his matches, and it's like you can't just get away with doing that every time. Like, yeah. Perfect example was the Jay Uso match at SummerSlam. They didn't, oh, there wasn't man. enough belief. For Jay Uso could pull it off. There wasn't enough heat in the building for the match, and the Roman yeah. match did not work in that building on that night yeah. at that time with that opponent. But with Cody at Mania, brother, if Cody would, if we would have got the finish that like the fans wanted that day, like that was like a fucking work of art. That Look, match. I, I, <laughs> I will say, I will say, Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania was like one of the first times ever. I was like. I understand how actual wrestling fans, not drones, like, but actual wrestling fans that actually watch like all kinds of wrestling, like Monty and Joe, how they can be so invested in this bloodline bullshit. So I was like, yo, this is actually pretty fucking entertaining. And then the greatest finish of all time happened. Simone <laughs> Spider so Spear, one, two, three. And I was like, yes, five stars. <laughs> but I, I, I genuinely did like that match, but like I have an issue with a lot of his fucking matches. Like even I think the only other Roman matches that I I didn't hate was like both of the KO matches, like the Last Man Standing and then the Royal Rumble. I liked those two. The Logan. Match I really like the Claudio. I, I never saw the Logan match. I was out, and then I never just I never went back and watched it. Bro, going as far back as the Claudio feud, that was ages ago. Oh, yeah, no, the Claudio match was fire, and then also obviously the fucking. 
Danielson match on SmackDown, mm-hmm. and then all, the Riddle all, match all, all on like TV was fucking... really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he had a match with Riddle when he, uh, at like the peak of like the RK Bro stuff, and that was really over. Maybe well, I think it was when Randy first went down. Um, <laughs> yeah. I really thought Riddle was going to be a future Royal Rumble winner, bro. <laughs> Drew at Clash at the Castle. Someone said that that was actually quite divisive. I thought I really liked that it was like a classic world heavyweight title. Did, match, did they not like know? the match? Or they did not like the finish. I didn't see the match. I was out. Uh, I think there was, there was some there was some criticisms of the match because it was it was like slower than a lot yeah. of people are used to in like a modern main event now. But like for me, I was getting like real like world heavyweight champion vibes. You know what I mean? Like it was beef. It was for the. I think it might have been one for the old heads. You know. <laughs> I like that match a lot. Um, he's a, he has had good defenses, man. He, he's had he's had he's had more. I think he's had more hits and more misses. But just, his hits aren't the, his hits aren't the same as like a Kenny Omega, Osprey, oh, or Card. Yeah. Like he, he's not the same. He, he's got his own style, and he, the thing I like about his in ring the most when he's hits, he's like the only wrestler in the world that can get away with wrestling in the way that he wrestles because he's such a big star in the atmosphere that he creates in those stadiums and stuff. Yeah, no, no one else is no one else is throwing on a fucking headlock and then talking to the camera for five minutes and people yeah. getting away okay with it. With <laughs> you know, I'm not okay with it ever with anybody, but he he gets away with it, so good for him, bro. That's a, that's a feather in his cap. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know how we ended up on. Roman, no. but, yeah. <laughs> um, Will Chisholm, four dollars. Appreciate you again. Yeah. Um, it don't look good if WWE gets Jade and in November Corey Sane comes in. Only thing that's uh, saving I Tony Khan is he's getting Mercedes Monet. Is he? Is he? Because <laughs> like, if I'm Mercedes, I'm looking at. If, if, if I'm Mercedes, I'm Mercedes I'm I'm saying, I don't know. Yo, give me my give me my four million and give me CC and I'm there. If I can't get both mm. of those, then. Hey, I, don't know, I don't know about CC. I'm, I don't know. I don't know what Mercedes would come up with if Creative could drop. Bro, I'm giving her CC. Things could she, get she, weird, I she, You know, she could she could play with her fucking crystals and her fucking moon signs and sun signs and all that shit. Doing astrology story. I'm giving if if that if 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 CC was standing in between me and Mercedes Monet. Being in my wrestling promotion, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, Her first that, two feuds fair. would be Soraya and Britt Baker. Yeah. Um, that's probably gonna be her first two feuds, anyways. Even, even with LCC, that's that's what it's gonna be. Yeah. Like she's gonna pick out her feuds regardless. Uh, TK's gonna be also. Who do you want to work? Uh, Ibu, twenty dollars. Appreciate oh, you, brother. Thanks, you know, appreciate you, bro. Oh, that yeah, Twitter money, supporting the fam. You know, the Twitter, the Twitter money. Shout out Elon. <laughs> Yeah, Ibr- Ibrahim and Yang, backup hang man. Ibrahim oh, Russell Puris. Not in, not in, not in. I'm saying the hangman's voice. <laughs> the edge money in the bank match was when Rome decided I don't need to work hard and entered the aura minimalist to the explosive late kickouts approach. Worked for the Drew Cody matches and the bloodline tags. Didn't work for Edge or Jay. Wait, when was the uh, when was the Edge match? Money in the bank. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It said it, yeah. It even says in the, at the start of the super chat. Yeah, money in the bank. It's when Cena comes back did after. I, did I not see that? Horrible segment. 
No, I did see it because I saw Cena come back live. That, that segment was really bad. That segment was really bad. How could you? Why did? Why is there multiple people on this channel that hate John Cena? <laughs> what is wrong with you, people? John Cena, so... Bro, Bro, I've had this you know, argument in group chats so many times now. I just uh, never was a Cena fan. You know, John Cena was like, was my favorite wrestler when I quit watching wrestling. Back in the day, bro, like when I quit watching wrestling in 09, John Cena was my favorite. I came back, I came back, I watched the tape after, after, I, after I got, after I became elite pills, New Japan pills, I was like, oh, this guy fucking sucks, bro. Can't I love Cena, man. I always have when I was a kid and now that I'm older and I've got an eye for like work rate and those kind of things in wrestling, I still, I still love Cena. I, 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 I do, I do respect man. his fucking, his worth yeah. ethic. Yeah, no, I respect him. he's done for the business. Yeah. Cause you can't take that away, no matter how fucking terrible him. he is, Bell to Bell. But as a time, I just can't stand him. Everything else, I respect. Nigga, but you know, like, it all started because he did Rey Mysterio dirty, and Rey Mysterio was like my absolute favorite growing up, and I never let go of that grudge. Bro, that, that Rey Mysterio shit was disgusting. It was when he just comes back and wins the title. Yeah. Yes. When, when, when Ray won the fucking WWE Championship, like literally the first fucking match of uh, bro. And then so actually Cena's back, y'all. And he's getting the belt. I was genuinely heartbroken. Ray Mysterio is like my forever fave. And I was like, bro, I can't stand this man. And I never I, let go of the grudge. So. I always liked it's Ray. Good fave. But when, when Eddie time. passed, my love for Eddie just like transferred. It skipped over Chavo mm-hmm. and just went into <laughs> Ray's body, bro. So I, I, think, really I think that was the case with a lot of people. No, literally, I think that was the case with a lot of people. Like Eddie passed away, everybody looked at Chavo, they looked at each other, they were like, nah. And then they were like, yeah, Ray, Ray's our guy now. Ray's yeah. our fucking guy now. We I still can't believe I've never seen him live. Crazy. I don't know. I don't know if I have to. I may have like when I was younger, but mm. I don't know if I have like recently. Um, I hope he comes over for the October WWE live events because I'm oh, actually yeah, going absolutely. to one. Absolutely. They're a good time, man. Yeah, it's gonna be my first one. Yeah. They're a good time. You just I, they just I, send I out the people that they know people are gonna pop for, and they just yeah. do. They just kind of do stuff for a couple hours, and you go home, and everyone's happy. You know, like, you get time. to see Cody and do the world, oh. and you know, oh, you get to do Dominic Mysterio a bit. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> True. it's um, it, it, it honestly, it's just a fun time. WWE love shows up, but uh, yeah. you touched on the the bloodline tags. Really, Roman was really good in them, man. Those, mm-hmm. those, both of the tag matches. So there was the uh, the title match versus Sammy and KO in Saudi. I think that one was when he was tag team with Sokoa. Yes. And then the next pay per view, obviously against the Usos, the Bloodline Civil War, Fuck which me and Holbrook, you know, me and Holbrook were in attendance. You know, real. Was, you know what was actually good, Monty? Um, Go on. Roman and the Usos versus. Matt Riddle, Randy Orton, and who was the third person? Yeah, that was yeah, bro. That was hit as well. That was hit as well. That was he's good in tags, bro. He's good in tags, man. He always was beast. I don't have to sit through a Roman Reigns heat segment, bro. Like, bro, we still got robbed of the Raw after Mania tag match. Imagine if we actually got Cody and Brock versus Roman and Solo. That would have been fucking beast, bro. How do you feel about Solo, Monty? 
Um, at first, I wasn't that convinced on him because they were doing like the street championship and they were being like really overt with it. Like it was kind of cringing me out sometimes, you know. And like <laughs> in in ring, he was still coming along. And at the time he got called up, it did feel a bit early. But honestly, bro, like since then, whenever he's been given something to do, he's done more than a good enough job of it. He's swam when he's needed to swim. And um, yeah, he's not like, oh my God, I can't wait to see this solo Sokoa singles match. You know what I mean? I still think he's got some ways to go in that sense. But I think he's perfectly serviceable in the, in the role that he's playing. Oh, and I think he's actually quite good. Next time he's on TV. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's he's kind of got go away heat with me, but I'm I'm, I'm gonna give him a chance. I remember, WWE fans just started randomly shitting on him, and like the Bloodline stands were like, "Yo, what the fuck is your problem with Solo? Like, why are you shitting on Solo?" <laughs> I don't know if he's like over pushed or something. I don't know, but they were like WWE fans got on his ass for a couple months there. Yeah, I, I was on record doubting him in the next to Man Holbert would talk about it. He uh he was the one that was right <laughs> on that one. Bro, Melo was making him look like a clown. I wasn't even watching the show. I was just looking at social media interactions. Melo was making him look like a fucking clown. <laughs> then he had, that, he had that shitty ass match. I did see that because Rob made me watch this terrible match with this <laughs> one dude. It was like a street fight. Of course it was Rob. <laughs> it was a street fight with one dude who's like not on TV anymore. He's ethnic. I, I don't know what ethnicity though. And he like... He might be some kind of Asian. He like threw a fireball at a nigga or some shit, bro. It was wild. I don't know what the fuck Rob had me watching, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. It's um, he, he's coming along really nice. Yeah, uh, he's coming along really nice as well. And, uh, he he he'll be good in that role for for years to come. I think. Um, as long as he don't fade into obscurity when Roman eventually leaves, you know. Uh, yeah. Well, considering the way they've booked him so far, he's booked really strong. You know, he's booked really strong. Yeah, he only really, he only really loses. Yeah, he only really loses singles matches if it's to get someone heated up for Roman, like just yeah. before the pay per view or something yeah. like that. You know, um, yeah, he's booked so really strong. Boa. Boa was his name. Boa. Just, they were just doing bullshit in NXT, and Rob was like, "Yo, you gotta watch this." Yeah, because Boa, Boa was Boa done the fucking. He, he would like get possessed by the by like the. I don't know what they were doing, bro. Oh, remember, my God. I remember group. posting a clip. I don't, I don't know anything about them, bro. I, all I've ever seen from... Was it Zion Lee with that match. group? Oh, we've gone too far. We need to wrap this up. We need to wrap this podcast up. We've gone way too far now, you know? We need to... NXT lore and shit. Guys... We really appreciate everyone that's been watching and tapped in yes. so far, but please like the video on your way out if you haven't already. Uh, I hope you guys are all subscribed. If you aren't already, um, please do that. Appreciate all the super chats as always. You guys have been great. Special shout out to Will Chisholm. He's been uh, Facts, he's just totally. he's just give us another one. Appreciate <laughs> you. Yeah. Uh, Five dollars. It's crazy how Cody is way over with the WWE fans. You know, I think Tony can't think Cody would be this over. I think he would have at least had his suspicions that Cody would work this yeah. way with WWE because he's I was saying it when, um, look, I, I wasn't the only one saying it. It's not like I was ahead of the curve or anything. But like when he was having that weird run at the end with AEW, with like the fans being weird with him, it was just like so clear that like he was a WWE wrestler. You know, <laughs> like, I, he's I honestly, a superstar. Think, you know, I honestly think he could get all this shit over in AEW. And we would have all ate it up. All he had to do was be a heel for one year. 
That's it. Be a no, I, I think there's definitely some truth to that, but it's just it, it just suits WWE like no, the way it's so like the, the presidential candidate type promos and shit, you know. Well, like, AEW <laughs> fans liked that about Cody, bro. I think they liked that Cody wasn't really. Yeah, like, they probably did. Cody but I'm just saying the too. WWE universe, like. Oh yeah, they fucking. That, that's that, that, that eat that up, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's that's what they need, you know. <laughs> what what happens? Yeah. What happens if Cody cuts that defeated racism? promo in WWE. <laughs> like, it, it just never, it never happens in AEW. And just crowd goes nuts for it. <laughs> the crowd would go crazy for it, bro. <laughs> it'd be, it'd be like, you know, like, people would joke and, like, edit him into, like, MLK pics and shit like that. Like, people would be mm-hmm. doing, like, a serious version of that. That's you so know? Nice. Not, like, it wouldn't be, like, the edited pics. It would be, like, can't wait, like, They'll, they'll go back to like when Cody hugged like a black fan in 2006. Like, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's always had our back. <laughs> bro, I can't believe WWE fans still have not let this Cody racism shit go. Bro, AEW fans literally made up that joke, ran with it for like two, three weeks, and was that was like the first ever joke that wrestling fans let die, and then WWE fans got a hold of it. And they, first they started doing it to make fun of Cody because of that terrible promo. Like, we all did to make fun of Cody. And then he became a WWE guy. And, it was, and, then, and then Big Swole was like, oh, actually, Cody always had the sisters back in the locker room. And then that was just the fucking green light for everybody to be like, oh, yeah, like, Cody's was. actually black. Cody could call my daddy a nigga if he wants to. Oh, what, what? What? <laughs> oh, Jesus. What you mean with you people? Cody, man. Oh, dude. Pretty good, that Cody. That Cody guy. Oh, he's gonna come home eventually. Uh, yeah, guys, he's just um, there, so. he's, he's 100% coming home. Whether it's 10 years from now, 15, he's coming home. Alright. And on that note, we're also going home. Yeah. Uh, please like the video, subscribe if you haven't already. Appreciate all the super chats. Uh, please turn on the post notifications and you'll be informed when we go live. We should be going live. Maybe twice tomorrow if the guys do on Purist on the evening. But myself and Joe Holbert will be talking the news with another episode of WrestlePurist Live after the Observer newsletter comes out. And obviously with these uh, unfortunate staff releases that seem to be coming tomorrow, I'm sure there will be some stuff to talk about there as well. So, uh, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow in maybe a bit earlier tomorrow. Probably around 1 p.m. Eastern, maybe even 12. Maybe even we might actually be able to do 12 noon for once. But we'll see what happens. Back tomorrow, myself and Joe Holbert for Resperious Live, and maybe on the evening for Impurist. Saturday is a free day. Then Sunday, fingers crossed, we have face off with AO, Ibu, and Isra. Oh, and... Twitch, uh, Twitch watch along, collision. Oh, yeah, yeah. of course. Mm. Watch along. AW Collision watch along on Saturday on the Twitch. And uh, the other thing on Sunday is don't go live. Don't go live. Yeah. That's all my plugs. Please like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Appreciate everyone for watching. And we will be back tomorrow afternoon with myself and Hall. But peace. <laughs>